So welcome to the RPG cast. Uh, your host is Chris Privetier. I'm Emmanuel Marino. We have Alice Wilkinson here <laughs> and Alex Fuller, as long as well as Anna Marie Privetier. And we're going to be running down some of the E3 press conferences, talking about our experiences at the show, and telling you a quick rundown of what was hot, what was not RPG-wise. Oh, wow. I've got whiplash now. RPG cast hot or not. That's right. Coming at you. Wait, what, Wait, that what was number actually, are we on again? Uh, 351 for the week of June 20 and 2015. Uh, joining us today to do everything that Manny just said in a really nice and professional intro that I'm ruining now, a- Anna Marie Privetier, uh, who I'm... didn't do anything. What? You didn't. Would you like to rephrase that? You didn't do any of the stuff that Manny's talking about. Yes. Right. That's all. Alice Wilkinson. Yep. Yep. I I was the one who slept through E3. Good for you. That's the right choice. Alex Fuller. Hello. He did everything. What did I do everything? Uh, I'm Chris Privetier. I went to E3 along with Emmanuel Marino. What's up? Who kind of already talked. And uh, Ed Walker and Zach, uh, Zach Webster, who are not here right now. Uh, because they, you know, live in other time zones and are freaking tired. And they should be because they did a ton of work. So... Number one, thanks everybody at RP Gamer who's listening to this because you guys rocked. You rock the home team this year. It was a good show. Thanks everybody for for your contributions. Um, everybody who's listening and wants to hear about RP uh, RP Gamer who wants to hear about E three. Man, Manny, it was a busy show, wasn't it? Uh yeah. We at this point, for the kind of coverage we want to do, we probably need two cameramen and at least like one dedicated editor. <laughs> And definitely a few more floor reporters. Oh, so busy. Yeah. Are you distracted to fall out? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> distracted with something else. But uh, that's kind of the big, the big thing. This is uh, Forky Pig. <laughs> Manny, you should go back to just hosting the show. You're doing a much better job than I was this morning. <laughs> All right. We are a little tired. I can't. Oh my goodness! How long was your flight? Anymore. Um. Well, the was... flight part was good. It was only four hours, then but it was at, hour it was in the morning. We, we had to get up at like four thirty. No, we had to get up time. at five thirty. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> you keep telling. You're getting me out of bed at four in the morning, and it was five thirty. Well. It feels like four there. in the morning. <laughs> I had to go to the Natsume party. I didn't even get into bed until midnight. Oh, you poor thing. She came home and played Fallout Shelter for an hour before going to I bed. I did just not so play you all Fallout know. Shelter for an hour. I played Record Keeper. Yeah. Yay, my people are making babies. Oh. Hi, welcome to the RPG cast. This is Emmanuel Reno. And, no, this, this is the Fallout Shelter cast. So everybody got this game from Bethesda <laughs> that they announced. Oh, well, no, 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 no. Everyone on an Apple device did. Oh, is it only Android Apple? Android is coming soon. Oh. It was actually a pretty smart exclusive because a lot of times the Android port usually takes longer just because of device testing. There's so many devices they got to go through and make sure it works. And on different versions of Andro- uh, the Android OS. So that usually takes a little bit of time after the iOS port anyway. So what they did was just arranged uh, Apple exclusive for the time being and for the time being and got front st- page store promotion, something that usually never happens on a Monday. So it's, it's pretty smart. I mean, you're going to 
if Android is going to be late anyway, you might as well get a big promotion deal out of it with Apple. Hmm. I am so tired. <laughs> I could totally host it, dude. I'm, I'm <laughs> How do you have energy? You didn't have to fly. That probably helps. You've had two you days. You know what it was, too, in. is that I was smart enough. To, I mean, one of the great things we did this year was not do our usual E3 roundups. It was fantastic. Yeah. So we, have, we used to do these videos every day at E3 for the past few years where we'd uh, sit down for an hour and kind of discuss what we've done. And we found out nobody was watching them. <laughs> and they just and made up part, all yes, this time uh, and made us delayed and late and behind throughout all our coverage. So we didn't oh, do them this year. And the everyone seems was, really happy. <laughs> it took like 30 minutes or more to get everyone together just so we can start filming it. And then some time at night to edit it all together. And I was just like, wait a minute, we're not actually doing any of the work supposed to be doing for this thing that nobody even, except for maybe the diehard people who listen to this show, were even watching. Uh, no, it's much smaller than the audience of this show. Oh, but, my yeah. God. What, what if, we, if we did podcasts instead, more people would have appreciated it. Yeah. <laughs> so that th- those were a complete waste of time. If we ever turn into Giant Bomb or something where it's all about us, our personalities in a room going crazy, then maybe we'd do those again. But um that's not us. You're here for RP game, RPG information, and hopefully we, we put an up about, about that up for you. But enough self-filating. Let's just jump right into it. Bethesda kicked off E3 2015. Okay, really, Oculus did, but what did they announce? That you could play some games with an Xbox controller? Come on. Come on. Should I play that down, Manny, or play it up? I think... E3 didn't start to Bethesda on Mon- on Sunday night. That's right. And they kicked it off with a lot of doom. The Okay, so we don't, we don't care about so much about doom. I except, care about it. I thought that was a great way really to start pretty. it. It looked really pretty. So you think they had, do you think like I do that they had um, um, like two Titan Zs in that machine to make that thing look that pretty? <laughs> yeah, it probably won't look like that on my console, will it? You're making me sad now, bro. <laughs> I thought it was a good way to start it because people have been hungry for that new Doom for a while. I'm sure it turned away a lot of people who thought it was too bloody and violent. It was so gross. But definitely it's like, here we go. We're going to kick it off with a bang, like a double-barreled bang. <laughs> and then, you know, we it'll slow down a little bit in the middle. Then you get your Elder Scrolls Online, your, your Hearthstone clone. You got your Battleborn. And then it's like, okay, we got that out of the way. Let's get on to the good stuff. Fallout, 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 Fallout. So we got that, what, the Fallout? First it was the Fallout trailer. Wait, no, but you skipped Battlecry, Manny. No? So then we went right into Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they went into Fallout. Um, well, Dishonored, do we cover Dishonored? I don't think oh, we Oh, that's right, Dishonored too. No, yes, we, yes, don't. Yes. we don't cover Dishonored? All right, good. So Fallout 4, <laughs> Todd Howard came out and said, hey, you know what? I do all these cushy theater presentations at each E3, and my voice is dead by the end of it and takes forever. How about I just do one presentation to all of you here in one room, and they seem it's like the it was their man at it was their you know how we talked about how we don't do those videos anymore is this is that that for them like this made the their smartest E3 smartest man at E three this year he's <laughs> yeah. like you know what I don't want to spend three days giving the same presentation every hour so if you have the budget and the capability put on a press conference you cannot do your theater demo they reached more people all at once they reached their core audience they sold their collections edition right then and there and right got pre-orders they got a bunch of front page reports from apple because they released a game at the same time i mean that was this this press conference was how you do a press conference and this press conference was also how you announce a mobile game uh, something ea should take note of 
Yeah, so they showed off uh, Fallout 4. And let let let's 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 walk through some of the the high points there. Fallout 4 looks prettier than Fallout 3. Does not look as pretty as Doom. That's okay. Um it different goals. Yeah. <laughs> you play as a character who somehow ig- Anna, are you typing? Just taking notes on what you have to say. Oh, it's very- okay. Cool. That's very. Uh, I like that. It's a stenographer. That's great. I was. I just hearing typing. It confused me. Um, you <gasps> seem. To, you play. You play as a guy or girl who um, was alive before the bombs fell and somehow, somehow is frozen for two hundred years and comes out after the bombs they, fell. They, they glossed over that part because they purpose. didn't want to spoil the. Yeah, they didn't want to spoil the uh, the story. Right. Yeah. Um, and y- so y- then you are. Then it turns into Fallout game. Vats is still there, though it's a little edited. Instead of time freezing, time just moves very slowly. Um, you have a dog who is your companion who apparently can't die, which is good because you don't have to worry about the damn dog dying um, every time you go into combat. Um, they, uh, they actually fixed that in Fallout 3 when the, with the expansion. It, it made the dog almost impossible to kill. It had so much health. Oh, good. So they realized that pretty early on. Like People don't like it if the dog dies. <laughs> no, of course not. Um, and well, otherwise people just assume that at some important story point, you're going to lose the dog, which would just be awful, right? Well, actually that could still happen just because your dog can't die in the, oh, stop, Anna. Oh, I have other theories on that, but. Oh, the dog is your wife. No, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Damn, you guessed it. Oh, all right, good. Uh, let's see. You, uh, oh, you can build stuff. It's Minecraft, right? You can build like an entire. <laughs> well, actually, it's more like a city building game. You yeah. can build like a settlement, and and you can reinforce it. And you, there's raiders that'll come and attack you. It's the same concept as Fallout Vault. Sorta. With with. Well, you're the... rebuilding settlements, and you can trade between your settlements, bringing bringing people to sell stuff. I That's love the you idea. Get, like, you can run a Brahmin caravan between <laughs> locations on the map. Like, that's okay. awesome. It even has like this small little logic system where you can set up a generator and then connect wires to different things to set up smart turrets <laughs> or lights or even like little uh, like LED screens so you can draw, draw things like a little pit boy. They've had a bit too much time to work on this. <laughs> oh, thank I've you. I've spent so much time wasting, yeah. wasting time on that. Oh, my. I can't, can't even imagine. I, I spent like 300 hours at the first one. This one, I don't even want to imagine. I don't even want to. Oh, oh and this time, because I, what I really like is like in the previous Fallout, Fallout 3 in New Vegas is that the armor was – you only had two pieces. You had the headpiece and you had the suit. And now you have a lot more customization over eating, like shoulder pads, knee pads – uh, different suit parts, headpieces, and even you can build your own power armor now from an array of different pieces. So it really is more customization than ever before. Even though they're, you're voiced and your character has somewhat of a personality, it still may probably feels like the most personal Fallout yet. Yeah, and uh, it's so personal that you're going to be able to spend $119 and buy a Pip-Boy edition and get a plastic shell of the Pip-Boy that your mobile phone sits inside and acts as the brain for your Pip-Boy. You launch the Fallout 4 Pip-Boy app, and you'll be able to play with the actual Pip-Boy on your arm. I just want to know, does the Pip-Boy app include the Pip-Boy games that are going to be in the game? I, I Presumably. He said it had all the functionality yeah. of the Pip-Boy from the game. Good, I want to load yeah. some uh, cartridges. Yeah, I assume it's that whole menu So uh, here's my question. Which phones are going to fit in that thing? They say they have uh, foam uh, bumpers and stuff, too. 
Oh, okay. Just the size. Do it? All right. That's smart then. I would assume yeah, if they're so friendly with Apple. Bit of range. <laughs> well, yeah. I bet you though that the Plus phones and the Notes twos aren't going to fit. It's no, I bet be you the big. iPhone six Plus will probably fit. No. They're so friendly with Apple. I it's can't imagine so they would like. Big. It's so big. Um. All right. Fine. And more Oops. in out of context lines. <laughs> oh. That has to be the name of the podcast. That was that, that's a Ren and Stimpy. Lines. No, I thought the name of this podcast was going to be. Are you guys ready for three G? Are you ready for three G? <laughs> That's at the, Nobody gets we haven't gotten to the Sony conference yet. <laughs> All right, we'll get to that again. <laughs> oh, did yeah, I miss the cringe this year? Oh, yeah. It was a good one. But uh, we'll, we'll we... get to that. We'll get to that. Are we talking something that beats last year's Peggle 2 announcement? Mm. Peggle oh, this was something that two. happened before the party. I mean, during the Sony party before the conference. Oh, right. So the DJ at the Sony press conference... Apparently was just a DJ who had no familiarity with the video game industry or whatever. And so at some point she would just say, hey, everybody, are you ready for 3G? And, and no later, one understood that she that she was saying that she got it wrong. So we everyone legitimately thought she was talking about the cellular service. I'm like, uh, and we're I'm, like not, I'm on LTE. I don't need 3G. I don't like 3G. Oh, are they going to turn on a 3G thing so we can have free Internet? And like nobody knew what she was talking about. She really Until just meant E3. And then until right before he we went in, someone corrected her. And he's like, you guys ready for E3? She, like, no, oh, she didn't say it like that. <laughs> that's what you were saying this whole time. I get it. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, yeah. It's kind of weird. Uh, all right. So uh, the other thing they announced around the time of the Pip-Boy at Bethesda is that they've got a new app out called Fallout Shelter. It's free. It was out that night. The best way to do a mobile launch ever Everybody at the show was playing it if you had an Apple device, like people waiting in lines at the press conferences at other events. It's just, Manny, that's, that's all you saw people playing, right? Yes, Manny? Uh-oh. Did I lose Oh, I her? was muted. Okay, oh, I was okay. saying, yeah, that's the <laughs> game I saw everyone playing, whether they're waiting in line for a press conference during the EA press conference, waiting in line to play Star Wars Battlefront, uh, just people in the, in, the, in the lounge eating some lunch who needed a break from all the noise. That's I saw that game being played more than anything else. <laughs> like, that was, like, the secret game of E3. So if um, th- there is one other thing, right? So there's one other game that people were playing, and that's Record Keeper. And I didn't. No, I, I barely I, saw that. Ever. I saw it though. Somebody in the coffee line saw me playing it, waiting for Anna's chai latte, and he was like, "Yeah, that's a good game." I'm like, "Yeah." Uh, I was gonna say though about the the announcement was, I think that's how you do a mobile announcement because you just, you make it fast. You say, "This is what it is." We're not gonna, we're not nickel and diming you. This is free. You can play it offline, and you can get it right now. So and Anna, what were you saying about done. the uh, the in-app purchases in that game being actually? They are cheap. Yeah. Holy crap! You get forty boxes for okay. You get you get one box for ninety nine cents. Okay, so in the game you can buy lunch boxes. Lunch boxes and they have, have random four cards items. One of them is guaranteed to be rare, better. So you can and... actually get more than one rare item. But here's the kicker: forty boxes for twenty dollars. Means one, it's it's fifty cents for four items, so that's like forty boxes times four in each box. That's like a hundred and sixty new things for forty dollars. Mm-hmm. That's normally like for a twenty dollars, right? 
No, for 40. Oh, no, 40. wait, wait, wait. 40 boxes for $20? Hang on. Let me see. <laughs> I'm getting my numbers backwards. I'm getting... Something's coming up. It's cheap. Normally, it's cheap. <laughs> basically, this would be what I would typically expect to see as the $99 IAP. Yeah, and even then, you wouldn't get as much. Like, speaking of record keeper, it's <laughs> with $29 for 11 items, and they might all be crap, quite honestly. Yeah, so there's no guarantee is, of a five star. So yeah, even the, the pricing there is pretty good, and you don't have to touch that pricing at all. There's no timers. It, it's a good thing. But as pointed out on other podcasts, it's not a fair comparison to other mobile developers because this is not their main line of business. This is just something no, they this, did on the side for fun. Largely, that's why Yay! it's so friendly. New baby. That's why it's so cheap. Oh. No, it's because it's a yeah, an ad for Fallout Four. Yeah, it's basically an ad for Fallout. Yep, that's a really good point. Um. Fallout 4, by the way, coming out later this year. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the don't Megatons. We, don't we already have a definite release date, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. November, November 10th. 10th. Oh, sorry. November 10th. My bad. Yeah. Where's so my bad? That's, that's, that is it. November 10th. And uh, we'll see if that actually happens. And uh, we'll take over-unders on how many bugs will be patched in the first patch. <laughs> and uh, so forth. So... That's Bethesda. You did actually miss the first piece of news that came out of E3. Oh, go for it. That came out before. That was Mother One is now in English. That was before E3? I thought that was announced. Okay. What's now in English? That's right. Mother One, Earthbound Zero. Oh, yeah. Mother Zero. Okay. Okay. Somebody answer this for me. The guy that was in that interview, he looks like one of the Earthbound characters. Etoy? Yeah. Yeah. The Mr. Saturns kind of look like him and stuff. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I was like, he looks like an Earthbound character. He I does look like it one. because he shows up in it. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> That's okay. why he looks like that. <laughs> Thank you. Less confused now. Carry on. Yeah. So the the dude who does Earthbound was all like, "Hey, we finally get to bring you the first game in the series." And everyone who knows anything about the first game in the series is like, "Well, thanks, Nintendo, but this one isn't as fun as Earthbound. It's more grindy, and the one that we really want is Mother Three. But, of course, Nintendo hasn't said anything about that, so... Hmm. Oh, well. Alex, happy about Earthbound Zero? Or Earthbound Beginnings, excuse me? Nah, nah. Nah, nah. <laughs> I think I'll buy it... Ju- I'm going to buy it just to support more Mother stuff coming out in the U.S., but I'm... Yeah, Mother 3 is kind of what I want, or Earthbound 2, or whatever they would call it. Yeah. I was more interested in actually watching the Nintendo World Championships... Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So that happened on Sunday as well. I don't have a good write up here for that, but um, there was a lot of "Hey, now we're gonna play Zelda, and now we're gonna play Splatoon." And so, if you watched all that, cool. That was fun. And then we saw the finale of that all together. Um, the Mario Maker stuff that looks good. Um, all I know about that one is I believe Cosmo Wright was uh, lost the final during yes. the finals. Yes. I don't know who yeah. Cosmo is, so. Uh, Cosmo Wright is a famous speedrunner. So like, did he... One, um, of, one of the most famous Twitch speedrunners. So is he usually at the... He must be at the um, Good Games Done Quick all the time? Yep, he is. Yeah. I think he's one of the people who even runs it. Oh, okay, point. okay. But he really sucks at Mario, let me tell you that. Um, uh, the other guy, Johnny Numbers, which, by the way, what is that name, Johnny Numbers? He was much better at Mario. <laughs> 
So it was obvious from the first from the first round there that he was. Sorry, David. Ones. David just corrected me. Uh, Cosmo runs a, a different speedrunner site to the one that uh, runs um, the. Well, there are two uh, speedrun sites that run games done quick, but no, they occasionally partner up, according to David. Yeah, there's okay. Because, you know, they're all speedrunners. No, Cosmo's claim to fame is the Wind Waker world record, I believe. Okay, that's what he's, that's what he's most known for. All right. So is he but, one of the ones who was invited to the thing? He probably was. Yeah. I know because I know the game grumps were there as well. And it looks like he yeah, so like some people qualified in, some people just survived. He uh definitely has done SDG. Well, I, why are we talking about one of the competitors? All right, so cuz there's a bunch of competitors, right? So yeah, anyway, they uh he's from Wisconsin. Or at least was from Wisconsin. Okay. Why am I reading Wikipedia for Cosmo right? What the heck? Were you a fan of him? Did you want him to win? Cuz he didn't. I'm sorry. No, I know he lost in the, in the final. Yeah, he got he's got his butt kicked by a dude who knew how to manipulate um, uh, conveyor belts properly in a Mario game, which is probably not fair since the you don't usually have conveyor belts in Mario One. But anyway, it was pretty good um, and lots of lots of surprising things. Go watch those uh, the end of the world championships to see the sort of devious Mario levels you can make with Mario Maker because um, that was funny. All right, shall I move on to Microsoft, folks? Unless there was something else. That's yeah, that's basically what I'm yeah, pausing for. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Microsoft came out and kicked off with Halo five. Oh, nobody cared. Okay. Um by the way, I did get it Man- Manny, you and I did this, right? Yeah. Uh, everyone did. No, you and I went to uh the Microsoft event that night um and played Halo Five Warzone. Yeah. So we pl- did you like it? I liked it. Yeah. It was cool. We have video of it. You should upload on your YouTube, your personal YouTube account or something. Oh, I should do that. Yeah. Um, the 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 Warzone. Just for folks, it's like um, the Halo folks have learned from games like um, Heroes of the Storm and made PvP maps now have a ton of crap going on, both the normal PvP stuff going on as well as like PVE and objectives that you can do if you don't want to like seek down other people who are just going to shoot you in the head. You can go fight these. Um, computer-controlled enemies and finish objectives that will help your team. And I thought that was really clever, and it looks really good, and I hope other games emulate it for their PvP as well. Um, quite frankly, it was one thing funny. I... I was, yeah? was going to say, funny, uh, I'm pretty sure there was this Xbox One exclusive that did it. What was it called again? Um, Titanfall? Oh, yeah? Did Titanfall do that too? Well, that was not a- to the same degree. I, I played no, quite a bit. To of- the same, not to the same degree, no, but having declaring it as like... I don't know, a, a complete innovation kind of leaves a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. I didn't call it... A, oh, all right. No, no, you didn't. You may. You probably haven't. I'm sure lots, lots of people probably It have. is new to me, though, to be fair. And I all I could think of is, man, I wish Destiny's PvP had this. Um, Except yeah. this was much different from Titanfall because they just have, like, extra creeps on side. These, this is, like, a third faction on the map. And by... And if you kill like some elite ones or some bosses, you you actually gain quite a bit of points for your team than just getting headshots mm-hmm. and finding the other te- and finding someone else. So I, I, there was points at that time where I just um, um, you get like currency as the map goes on and you do good things and stuff. And I was able to spend it on um, what's it called a, a raptor or a ghost? I don't know one of those things that flies in Halo. 
And Banshee. I, Banshee, yeah. And I was able to fly around and just ignore all the stuff going on on the ground and start attacking um, these these enemy characters who are up there to do to, to major objectives for the team. And it's like, I actually contributed, and we won. It was good. All right. Anyway, so, so that was Halo 5, four-player co-op, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Then Todd Howard came out and did more Fallout 4, um, a very abridged version of the demo from the night before. But then here's a here's a bombshell. PC mods will be playable on the Xbox One version of Fallout 4. It's huge. That is gigantic and crazy. And it was like, what? (laughs) And he forgot to mention that uh, the Xbox One version of Fallout 4 will come bundled with Fallout 3. uh, Is that true? Yes, it is true. And it was on the banners. Yeah, you had to watch the um, marquee around the arena. It was was actually on that. Fallout 4 comes with Fallout 3, it said. Like... (laughs) It's like what the heck. So is this going to be? Um, I like think an, it is, will. I think what wait, they're an doing. Xbox 360 version. I think that's what they're going to do because they uh, announced at the show that they've got all the Xbox 3 backwards compatibility coming to the Xbox One, and that was like a giant bombshell. Like these, the this, biggest bombshell of their show. I, they they probably should have saved that for the end because everything else sort of fit, paled in comparison. It, and I was watching on Giant Bomb where they were kind of talking about how they do it, and they they emulate. Like, the Xbox One looks at it as a game running the Xbox, and it just sees a game called Xbox 360. That game is a low-level emulation of the 360 hardware that can then play other games inside it. And how they're able to pull that off is amazing to me. <laughs> you got to go each game individually and test it, and you got to make sure it works with all those individual quirks. But since they've done such a low-level job, it sounds like most things are just working. And like the biggest, the biggest problem that they're running into is that they don't have a way to handle multi-disc games yet, and so they're, uh, yeah, which there uh, aren't they many are, of. There is a there is a page where you can vote on the top on your the games you want most because not every game is going to be supported, especially oh, games with hardware peripherals. And they were well, Connect is not supported at all, so no Connect games will be doing no hardware, no no, no Rock Band, nothing okay. like that. Okay, so and, you can. I mean, the top voted one right now is Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, that makes sense. The publishers have to agree to each one, too. So um, if you get through all those little hurdles, it sounds like the technical part they got handled, which is amazing because Xbox 360 is a power PC architecture. And to emulate that at a low level on an Xbox One, which is certainly more powerful than the 360, but the idea that it's just emulating the previous gen console is amazing to me. Did they mention how DLC might work? Um, I don't recall that from the interview. I, f- I, you know, I don't know, Alex. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's probably question. one of the more awkward things to. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good question. I think it would just work if it's tagged to your account, you know. But I don't know. We have to check. Uh, all right. So anyway, so the Forza ones with Forza Six, Manny and I are excited about probably right. No, no, I don't like... You don't like the main them. lines. Okay, so I'm no. excited about that, sort of, except I don't have an Xbox One, so whatever. Well, now's a good time to buy one. They just uh, upgraded. They have Did... one terabyte hard drive, and they have the new controller with the And with there's the a deal. Jack. There's a deal where uh, buy an Xbox One, get a game, apparently, going on right now that, that just starts today or something. Of course, you and I have been spoiled, because I'm at this point, I don't want just like a plain old controller. I want that Elite controller. Yeah, they announced this Elite controller, this $150 Xbox One controller. 
that oh my gosh it's it's good uh, I, we, we got to try it at yeah. the Microsoft party. We thing. didn't get to play a game with it, but we get to hold it and play around with customization. Guys, it's, it looks nice. <laughs> it feels great to it. Yeah. You can tailor it exactly to the way you want to. And I think it's great for people with disabilities because they've moved some stuff. You can move some controls to the bottom. Everything is completely remappable. Yeah. It, it sounds like the, the Xbox One has a custom driver for this thing where – in. Let's be honest, folks. They could do this with the regular control if they want to, but they're using it as a selling point for this one. Um, they could, you can in the software remap every button at the OS level. That so, no matter whether or not the game supports controller remappings, you will be able to remap all the buttons on this controller. And 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 stored on the controller, not in the, not on your system. That's right. That's right. So, um, that it's cool. So that uh, I loved that, and I just don't like the price, but it feels like a high-end controller at least so that's good but it's 150 bucks i wouldn't, I wouldn't be I, i'm guessing that's gonna be like that for now and it makes sense if you're if you if you need if you like for example if you have trouble with your with your thumbs or if you or, or if you have trouble with the d-pad or your finger placement on those trigger on the top bumpers mm-hmm. i can totally understand you know if you have some dis- being able to remap everything and move some stuff to the bottom you you're already paying a lot of money for that already yeah you can put the little paddles on the back and instead of using the bumpers you could use the paddles it's and that's so great yeah and pro gamer i'm like i said pro gamers and and gamers with some light disabilities probably already spend that much already on on workarounds and controllers and controller modding yeah that's a good yeah, point yeah so that's probably i wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of years that became the standard control or at least much cheaper uh, maybe she. I don't know. I, I I'm not as optimistic as you. Uh, what's more likely is that it won't sell as much as they hope, and they'll just start disappearing from stock. I'll be honest with you, but we'll see. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Ubisoft showed some more f- the vision footage. We'll get to that later, and some Rainbow Six stuff. We'll get to that later. Gigantic was shown. Then some indie games were shown in the Xbox thing. Tacoma, which is something about a, a space station that nobody's on. It's an adventure game, whatever. Um, Beyond Eyes. Oh, the DayZ creator got up. His, um, his name is, uh, or his company is Ion, right? Or Ion. How do you say his? Co- I don't know. Ion. People were saying it weird at the at the. Anyway, so anyway. If it's scientific, it should be Ion. It's Ion. Okay, so he. Uh, he got up and talked about wanting a game that could do everything as well as be an AI companion for you in bed. Um, I don't, he wanted the world in his games and then proceeded to not show us anything about his game. So that was interesting. So whatever they have the Daisy guy doing something in a room somewhere. Um, then they showed cuphead footage. Yay. And it looked fantastic. Yay, did you cuphead. actually play cuphead? No. Did you? Yeah. I didn't even know. I didn't see it. So did I didn't you didn't go know. to the Microsoft booth? I did, but I didn't see it while I was at the Microsoft booth. <laughs> it was next to the Forza, the, the, the Ford GT. Oh, okay. See, I, I saw Forza and stuff, and there was a giant line, and so I walked away. So Yeah, I played How did it. it play? It How to play? Uh, that game is a B-I... Ugh. It's hard, huh? It's a capital B. All right. Oh, my goodness. That was like everyone's experience is like playing. This game looks... Oh, and then they died. Retry. Oh, this yeah. game is really great. Oh, I heard it compared to Ori in difficulty. No, like oh, it's harder than Ori. Frame of, okay. No, those people have a weird frame of reference. Okay, it, it's more like a Gunstar superheroes or something. Oh, all right, cool. So it's very hard. It's like I, it'll well, kill you. I think you. Manny, those people were trying to compare it to a recent game. <laughs> Gunstar Come on, superheroes. we got gaming. All right, all right fair enough. <laughs> 
Uh, then uh, the next Tomb Raider was shown. Uh, see how you can torture Laura now. Um, oh, Did you mention Anna. Ubisoft's RPG? What? Uh, what? Uh, Division? Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, we'll, right, get to, right. we'll get to that more later. Good. <laughs> um, Gears of War Ultimate Edition, remastered version of Gears of War. Um, is this all three games or just the first one? Just the first. Just the first one. I think they were scared away after the Master Chief Collection of doing these gigantic collections. It's funny because one of the Microsoft guys on the Giant Bomb interview misspoke and referred to it as the Gears of War Collection. I think it probably was originally and then Master Chief was such a disaster (laughs) because, you know, the big problem was because they were trying to make all of those multiplayer systems work and run smoothly and you could switch between all these different multiplayer engines all at the the same time and that was just like, what what a gargantuan task. So they said, F it, we're doing one at a time, people will buy it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, let's see. Next was... Hololens Re- or... ReCore was announced, which uh, Keiji Inafune, who was the Mega Man guy, um, and Retro Studios... Uh, not Retro Studios. <sighs> no, they say the creators of Metroid Prime, but they're, they're actually at a different studio now. Um, this article I'm reading has a miss, miss has a typo. So like the people who made Metroid Prime left and made a new studio, and I don't remember what it's called. I think it starts with an A. Um, and anyway, they're all working on this game called ReCore. So, but the problem is nobody knows what ReCore is about except, um, it shows a robot and a girl. Sure, it's about you and your robot companion, and you ReCore its core into other robot, yeah, robot shells, and probably solve puzzles and shoot things. But I, I don't really know. Um, this TJ is called Armature. Armature, thank you. That's the one. All right. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2 was debuted. Um, Number of surprise people? I was. I didn't think that game would get a sequel. Really? Yeah, I didn't know how well it sold. I was wrong. I just was uninformed. I didn't know. So I was surprised. I was like, really? We're getting another one? Okay, cool. Um, it looks like more of the same. Um, Dark Souls 3 trailer that everybody knew was coming was shown. <laughs> Uh, it's not an Xbox One exclusive. Uh, Rare came out and gave you another way to buy Battletoads because, you know, that's what you want, right? Yay. Sadly, it is. Some people do want it. I shouldn't okay. joke. Yeah. Rare Replay. 30 Rare games coming out in August for 30 bucks. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie is making a game called Sea of Thieves. It's a pirate-themed multiplayer game, so I'm on board. I'm probably the only one. <laughs> no. Well, you say that, but I wonder if you'll actually play it. Assassin's Creed 4. <laughs> Alright. Uh, let's see. And Gears of War 4 was announced with, looks like, new characters. So that's good. Um, cause that... Yeah, I guess. I don't know no? what's going on there. But <laughs> something. <laughs> uh, let's see. All ends. But we have, that's the end. Hold on. There's, uh, uh, the Xbox is getting early access. Yeah. More early access. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, early access. Yeah, Xbox One is getting early access. It's called Xbox Game Preview. Um, They're going to approve games, you know, and they're going to try and keep it to... They're going to do a little bit of filtering to kind of make sure that the games that get going to early access actually have a prayer of coming out at some point. But uh, Elite Dangerous and The Long Dark, I think, are already up there now, and you can buy them in early access. I played Elite Dangerous. It played fine, and I was able to shoot things. That's a good game, Alice. You like Elite Dangerous? Because that was... I 
what I played was fun. Um, it has you know? its issues. But it has yeah, its issues. It's, okay. It's it's all right. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> it's very. Oh, cautious. it's all right. All right, still good. All right. Well, um, if you are an Xbox Live Gold member and you have an Xbox One, um, EA Access is open to you for free this week. So you may you have like another day or two on that. So go jump in on that in case you haven't. Um, Microsoft already announced that they're teaming up with Oculus. They announced they're teaming up with Valve VR. And, of course, they have their own HoloLens, which they showed off with Minecraft. And that demo looked really cool. And then later I found out, Manny, that there was another demo that if you were important press, you get invited to where you get to go through a Halo experience with HoloLens. Did you hear about that? Mm, nope. Yeah, you they... They put you into boot camp and they get you the hollow lens and they tell you to, to go walk towards the, the waypoint and you're like, what waypoint? And they're like, look to your left and they look to the left and like, boom, there's a, there's a halo style waypoint in the world and you go to the waypoint. And anyway, so apparently it was really cool, but I, we didn't get to do that one, but we did get to see the one on stage where this awesome camera showing us what the guy could see with Minecraft and how you could kind of cheat and move the world up and see what's underneath and and guide the girl to where all the treasure was. And it looked cool. I want to go play that version of Minecraft. I don't know about you, but I'd like no, HoloLens. I heard, like, the cool thing is you can use HoloLens while staring at the ceiling lying in bed and see the entire game world. of Like, an entire game world like that. That would be cool. So we're doomed as a species, right? Yes, we are. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This all definition right. of upgrading the pig pen was slightly weird. Of what? Upgrading the pig pen with the lightning bolt? Yeah. Yeah, he upgraded the pig pen, which apparently just means turning a pig into a zombie. Yeah. I didn't quite get that. I, I don't know what that meant. I don't know how Minecraft works. I don't play it that much, so I was like, I guess if you hit pigs with lightning bolts, they turn into zombies. What? Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's Minecraft. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then EA had a press conference. Uh, they sh- oh they sports, revealed sports, sports, sports. no the first thing they did was a Mass Effect reveal. Remember, sort of Mass Effect Andromeda. It's going to be a new galaxy, which the next closest galaxy is Andromeda, so that makes sense. Oh, well, I thought we already knew that. Well, okay. <laughs> the only thing they actually announced was the it's name. an official reveal of it. Yeah, right. I think it yeah. just sort of leaked. We knew there was a new Mass Effect game. We didn't know what it was about. Now we know. It has a title, and I guess we knew what it was about, but I didn't know what it was about. So somehow they're going to leap to the next galaxy, and you'll go do stuff there. So that's good. Mass, Effect, Mass Effect Voyager. Mass Effect Voyager. There you go. How do we get home? Uh, you're not. As, <laughs> long as, it, as long as it avoids the plot problems. Yeah, and uh, that's how you do it. You say, ah, screw it. Let's get to another galaxy. That should be far enough away. <laughs> Let's have a fresh plot. Tell us another tale about the shepherd. Um, all right. Need for Speed had a trailer. The Old Republic's getting an expansion, which has a really great cinematic. So I, I watched this. That whole was cinematic. that was the crappy short version. Uh, yeah. When I went to my appointment, I got to see the four minute long one. Yeah, I did oh, too. That's nice. Oh, it, great. Yeah. The, if you see the full c- cinematic, it's nice. And um, I'm just sad because I know the rest of the story presentation won't be like that in the expansion, because that's a great cinematic. It makes me kind of want to go back to Knights of... So they did say that Knights of... We went to... Did we go to an appointment for that? I just said it like two seconds ago. Did I go with you? No, you did not. You went by yourself. Yes. And 
I, because I remember them talking about it, and I don't remember if I saw it in, a, in the press conference or not. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Manny. Um, no, no, no. Tell it was us just about... funny because I said at the appointment I went to, it's like, did we go to an appointment to that? I'm like, well, Dude. I just didn't know if I went. I'm sorry. That's okay, what I okay. Say. Did I go to the appointment for that is what I should No, say. you were busy with Kingdom Come. That's right. Well, we'll get to that later. Um, the Old Republic, Knights of the Fallen Empire, I know that they're saying this one is focused on being story-driven, right? Um, I, can, I, I wrote an impression. I can just give you some quick details. Yeah. So uh, that, that was one of the things I said, Julia. yeah. So they're trying to go back. So what they're doing with this one is they're doing an episodic uh, sort of season model, sort of like a season of TV. On, on October 27th, there's going to be the first of nine. Nine chapters will be released on October 27th. And then from that point on, you'll get a new chapter or, or episode every month leading up until the end of season one. And then take a short break and continue on with season two and do a similar model. And it's a lot more story driven. So you guys remember how when you were playing the Old Republic, if you were playing with multiple people, you would have like these roles to see who made the choice. This time around, it's it's your story as the Outlander. I mean, you could still bring a friend along to tag along with you, but it's your story and it's your decisions. And there's like five new companions, um, and each one has their own story. It's more choice driven, and you're really kind of sh- and you're really shaping the course of this personal narrative for yourself. So mm-hmm. Trying to go back to there's this. They're saying we're trying to go back to the roots of what Bioware does and like a more narrative like Mass Effect slash Knights of the Old Republic style experience. But a lot of the MMO stuff is still there on the side. But it's it's definitely from what I saw. It felt like I was watching an episode of The Clone Wars, but the combat was sped up. So they so killing enemies is such like an MMO slog as, as it can be at times. Like, for example, you can kick certain enemies off of ledges to dispose them more quickly. So it felt like a little bit it looked a little bit like a Clone Wars episode with like a little bit Knights of the Old Republic combat and a lot more storytelling and choices throughout. Did nice. they say stuff about making new characters for the um, expansion? What you can do, well, I will say that if, you, if you're a new player, like say like someone like me who's never played before, they will give you a level 60 character so you can jump in, immediately into Knights of the Fallen Empire. And it's a good break because uh, this Eternal Empire of Zakul is um, a brand new storyline and the, the introduction of these people sort of wraps up the story between the Galactic Empire and this, I mean the Galactic Republic and the Synth Empire. So that story is kind of done and told. And now this is a whole new thing. So it's pretty easy starting point if you just want to get straight to the new stuff. Does that answer your question? Or? Yeah, no, no. yeah I, I, I did hear that they were they were doing basically something similar to the level 90 character boost for uh, Warlords of Draenor that uh, World of Warcraft just did. Um, there is some incentive to jump in now before the end of July because they're going to be giving out new items, like several new items and lots of stuff leading up to Knights of the Fallen Empire. Like, for example, do you guys remember in the original like launch trailer, there was that bounty hunter with the wide rim hat? Like Nico something. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I don't. If you, if if you sign up again now or resubscribe or whatever, you get him as a companion when the game comes out. Um, they're going to be giving you more items, new lightsaber stuff, and I think it's going to be leading up to like a swoop bike, a Kotor style swoop bike before the game launches. So like lots of incentives to jump in now and like wrap up anything you haven't wrapped up yet before jumping into the next one. I will say so visually though I really do like what they're doing with Knights of the Fallen Empire because these guys they're not Sith and they're not Jedi but they're force users and they have a look all their own like they're 
all of their lightsaber blades glow have this golden glow and like the the force is like a means to the end for a lot of them like they showed off these characters who are like sort of think of them as like just the cars from from uh, mass effect you know the ones who go around oh, yeah. out justice i yeah i remember samara so if, like for these people it, it's not about good or evil it's the force in the name of justice and what they perceive justice be so like and the character designs reminded me a lot of like uh remember the opening cinematic of final fantasy 12 that sort of like white regal stuff like gold trim and like flowing robes yeah so a lot of that aesthetic is ta- like has like the the uh, eternal empire has and i really do like the golden lightsabers and the like the designs of their lightsabers so it, they look familiar it's definitely like star wars language and vocabulary but they they look like something you haven't seen before they're not like they're, they might be I don't know if this is, they, they probably are evil but they don't look like your traditional gloomy guy in a robe and like a snarling face they're more like like we're better than you so we're going to impose a, we're going to impose order on everything that kind of thing so it's the, let me put it this way if there was a if there was a Mac version I would love to jump or even like an Xbox One or PS4 version I would love to jump in because it seems like this is more what I wanted it's just story 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 and you're gonna get a lot of it and it's and and it looks interesting it's not something i've seen before from these guys they're not just retreading old water this time which is great i guess now that that now there's a new movie coming out and the and there's a cartoon show coming out they don't feel like they need to fill the same gap so they're doing their own thing and that's great sweet did i sell you on it you want the nico guy in the swoop bike uh, I want to know more about this uh, level ninety boost equivalent. So how does that work? Um, if you just sign up now, you get a level sixty character. Oh, but there's oh, um, if okay. you have an original character, yeah, I do. Uh, um, they've sped up the just yeah. like an XP boost going on, like two hundred XP boost. Yeah, I, I heard it. You just do the main story, and we cover and it on the podcast. Done. Yeah, like a lot of people stop Which is playing. What I'd rather because... do because the main story is awesome. A lot of people stop playing because I'm midway through the main story. You have to stop and start grinding to get to unlock the new story. And right. with this, this new XP boost, that's not the case at all. You can play like a straight up single player RPG, who, that or a co op RPG with your friends. You can just start level one to level sixty. You can easily do it like in, in the months leading up to the expansion. Yeah. Right. And you'll get a full report on the website soon. It has been written, and hopefully. Some Alex and his team can help me edit this stuff and get it up. Because <laughs> yeah. I got like I got four I got four things to post all at once. <laughs> no five. I got one more to go. I got a bunch I need to write, and if I have to put edit and post them too, it's just gonna depress me into. Dreaming. Well, don't wait too long because then the, the the home team will get angry at you. It's like, hey, you're home. Do it yourself. I know. That's I'm worried they're already gonna be like that. So I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna buy them all presents or something. Right. Or just say, hey, guys, help me with all seven of these. And I guess they'll feel so guilty. Well, at least he did seven. So we can't say nothing. I'm, that's, the, that's the trick. Am I right, I got Alex? news for you. I'm probably not going to do seven. Yep. But, oh, the, all right. Darn it. See, that's oh, I have I'm, to I'm do seven. all of them right now. And I'm going to come to Alex with a bulk of five. And he's going to be like, well, right. he did do five. They're all pretty right. long. Okay. <laughs> all right. Mirror's Edge Cattle. Oh, I'm sorry. Sports, sports, sports happened. And more Garden World. Oh, cartoon. my God. That was the part when I saw everyone starting to play Fallout. <laughs> Pele came out. Yeah, Pele yeah, came was, out. I don't that know. That was weird. I mean, if you're a soccer person and like Pele, no, that's cool. That, everyone likes Pele, but I don't know why he was there. Oh, um, I know why uh, he was there. I he think there's only so many times you can say the same thing every year. But he was there specifically because he was at Ubisoft a couple of years ago. Yeah. Was he? 
Uh, yeah, he was. That was that's what was weird. He made this kids soccer game over at Ubisoft a while back, and now he was here for FIFA. Yeah, um, that's why he was here because that was EA saying, "Hey, Ubi, we got Pele now." What? Uh, what? Uh, but they're not competing. Ubi is not competing against FIFA. No, but it was more like a like a, how how big is my look? We got Pele here. That's how big we are. <laughs> How big is my oh, what? How big is my Pele? Oh, my Pele is bigger than your Pele. Mirror's uh, Edge Pele Catalyst. Was. Yeah, my yeah, Pele. no, that this is a game I want. Mirror's Edge probably. Catalyst. Yeah, there's no yeah. guns. I know. <laughs> it's like it's like I, no, it's obviously a bullet point on whatever anybody who talks about the game is given to prep them. It's like make no. sure to mention there's no guns because everyone mentions there's no guns because <laughs> everyone was like upset about the guns in the first game. So now no guns. I don't understand how you see what path to go on. It, do you not ha- need a path show? There's no like highlighting in the world that I could see. Are you just supposed to just figure it out now? No, it's it's an open world, and I'm sure it's going to be like you highlight a quest marker and you just go over there. I'm well, sure it's all there. But the open world, I thought this was kind of like a running puzzle game in the first one. Oh, it, it still is, but it's now in an open world where you get free reign of to roam the city. Okay. Like, for example, if I go to a time trial, how am I going to do this in the quite quickest way possible? Or but some people hated the time trials and hated doing that stuff. So right. if you just want to focus on the story or run around and set your own path or find a, a collectibles and a lot of the puzzles will be in that. Like, oh, how do I get there? How do I do this? What's the quickest way to do that? And you can skip the stuff you don't like, right. which I always appreciate. So then they showed off Madden 16, which has something about fantasy. And I care about fantasy, but I couldn't pay attention to this boring presentation about it. So I'm going to have to figure out what they actually announced later. Um, was this what got you to uh, reset the league? Uh, no, that was actually Billy who emailed me like, hey, start the league. I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah, I better start the league. <laughs> yeah, I was just, wasn't expecting that to come up during E3. Me neither, but uh, he, he sent a request. He's, he, there's a button on Yahoo. He must have just pressed the button, and it sends me a reminder. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, I better do that before I forget. Um Star Wars Battlefront got gameplay footage. They showed off the Battle of Hoth because that's how you demo your Star Wars games. Um, well, it is. It does, seem, it does seem to be the thing, isn't it? Yes. If you're going to demo a Star Wars game, you basically do Hoth and nothing else. Yep. I actually played that demo at E3. It was a long wait, but I did it. Oh, good. How how was it? I will say, though... Like, oh, wait, wait, like wait, so wait, many... wait. Did you wait inside or outside? Because apparently what the wait was a lot shorter at the Star Wars Battlefront tent outside the convention center. Oh, that was only for co-op. I was stunned. The oh, it was only for co-op? outside was okay. giving away those 20th anniversary shirts. They weren't giving those away inside. Because oh, you the got insides a for the press. No, oh. it, what happened is, I, I think that happened with Zach. You get a voucher after waiting in line to see the three-theater demo, and then you go outside to collect your shirt. That's true. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So uh, the Star Wars thing I played... Like unlike so many big battle games, they often feel like a, like thirty people doing like thirty people, forty people, sixty people each doing their own thing, and it really quite feels like a war or a battle. This one, it, I, we played as the Empire, and it legitimately did. It was the ATAT assault, and it really did. Even though none of us were communicating, it it, it clearly felt like because we I guess we just knew how to push everyone on my side. I guess was lucky enough that we were all pushing the same objective. So everyone, we were everyone, all moving everyone up. seen the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yep. It was it was great. We were all moving up as like as this dedicated front 
and we were all just moving forward slowly and we would all go from position to position and some of us would lay down covering fire for the other ones then we'd use attacks and we'd drop shields when people like I would drop a shield whenever we needed to jump in and group together and it was this clear thing where we were like step by step we were pushing back the rebels and we would like that sounds like co-op but it was a pvp yeah it was like me and like 20 other people doing this though it was great it it felt like a real battle in in a long time like in a battlefield game it does. It feels like a bunch of small skirmishes every now and then for a control point. But this this felt like, yeah, we're doing this. We're pushing this front. We're moving forward slowly, 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 pushing, pushing, pushing until we crush them. And it was great. Uh, it didn't feel right at first when I was playing in third person. I didn't like it because I played the co-op in the tent outside and entirely in third person. But when I switched to first person, it felt just right. Okay. Cool. So I think that's going to be good. I, I uh, Huh. It just makes me wonder, should I spend the 60 on this or Fallout? I should probably get Fallout. <sighs> Alright, I'll get Fallout. But still, it looks good. I want to try it out. I don't think Star Wars fans will be disappointed. Sweetness. Um, sorry, I'm just assigning Vault Dwellers. God damn it, Chris. Sorry, I have to figure out what room they go in. Uh, let's see. Unravel. Look like a cool pat- platformer where you play as like a, like a yarn creature, and it was designed by a guy who was on a camping trip in the wood, and all he had was yarn, and he figured out it looks cool. I didn't like the music though. That kind of was like duh, duh, duh. it was like oh yeah, I get it. It's a all little right. too twee for me. Well, but. you know, not everything can have the first little big planet soundtrack. What can I tell you? Uh, let's see. Oh, and Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes is a mobile collectible card game. That is that was the other trend this year. How can we get some of the Hearthstone money? Oh, did we? We yeah, they didn't mention it in the write up of the Bethesda had one too for uh, Elder Scrolls, right? Yeah, I, I skimmed past it, <laughs> but yeah, they they totally did. Yeah, with Elder Scrolls, I think it was in the in the sheep. Hey, when I'm when I'm out and about, even during the conference, I like to play some games. Yeah, iPad's a great platform. <laughs> I mean, other tablets as well. There there are Android tablets, right? That Samsung one, that's cool. Uh, let's see. Um, Ubisoft. That's who's next. Boom. Again, with the RPGs leading off a press conference, South Park, The Stick of Truth, is getting a sequel. Yeah, I need to still watch that trailer. I've been so busy. It's South Park, The Fractured But Whole. Or The Fractured But Whole, depending on how you want to read that. (laughs) Alex, did you just giggle? That's the joke. In the big voice. <laughs> uh, I think Google when it was announced. I was surprised that they did that. So this time it's superheroes instead of fantasy, right? Yeah. Great. That seems to be the popular thing now, right? Superheroes. I played a little bit of Lar- uh, the Lego Adventures game. How is it? Speaking of superheroes, um... It's it's a Lego game, but the thing that it's made me happy was no. I mean, that's it's a standard Lego game for like the, the level bit, the level parts. But what from what I have, the interesting bits are, you got to remember how everyone praised the open world in Lego Marvel superheroes. Mm-hmm. You know, the little little Manhattan. That part is back, except this time, you know, it's going to be rendered differently because it's more of a. Re- they have more realistic cities than cartoony, like fake Lego one. Uh, the Avenger Helicarrier is back, and you're going to be able to you know jump down. And explore the free world city. And they got all of the voice actors from the Avengers to come in there. So you're going to hear Robert Downey Jr., uh, Scarlett Johansson, and everyone else. 
they almost didn't get them, they said, but we got them at the last minute. So they're going to be... Hold on. I'm really confused. How did we get to Lego? We're talking about superheroes. Oh, right. I'm <laughs> All right. Stop playing with your Fallout dwellers. Well, I thought we were talking about Ubisoft, and now you're on WB, and I'm, I just have no idea what's no, going on. WB didn't have a guy's one. I didn't see anywhere else to throw this in that I okay. played this game. All right, so I, fine. That's I took fine. the superhero chance. All right. No, that's fine. It's, so, yeah, I'm saying if you liked Marvel superheroes because of the little open world and the and it's going to have 100 characters and they've got the actors. So it it's not a direct sequel to Marvel superheroes, but it, it's a sequel to Marvel superheroes. Okay. So... That's cool. All right. So the, let's see. What else did they announce? The crew is getting an expansion. Oh, that reminds me. You didn't talk about Need for Speed. The new Need for Speed. There's a new Need for Speed. During EA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't mention it here. Yeah. The new Need for Speed has really bad looking FMV, which is awesome because it should be. Well, I don't know. Um, I'm just parroting yeah, someone fine. else's thoughts. Um, it, yeah. It has FMV that looks like FMV. <laughs> It, it it doesn't. Uh, what? It's good that it looks bad, right? That's it a good thing. Doesn't look bad. It, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look bad. Okay. Opinions, man. Dude, it looks really campy, which I guess is good. Uh, uh, campy, I will agree with, but it doesn't look bad. Okay. Yes, it is shot on a nice looking camera. Uh, yes, and it's and it has some good camera angles as well. <laughs> yes, fair enough. Trials Fusions getting a level expansion called Awesome Level Max. Uh, the Division was shown off. Um, they showed some gameplay. They ran around and killed things, and they had another. That, was, that gameplay was totally natural and not at all scripted. Yeah, just like last year. <laughs> last year they had the same unscript or the same totally scripted, unnatural gameplay. Um, they did it again, and guys, guess what? That tablet app that where you control the drone and stuff that's been canceled. Because apparently between when it was announced and now, and the game still isn't out, people have completely lost interest in companion apps. No, they never had an interest in companion apps. It was That, that was the push that one year. Everyone recognized everyone that, 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 that no one had issues in companion apps. Even in Bethesda's press conference, Todd Howard admitted that the Pip-Boy app is a freaking gimmick, but he felt it but was a like damn cool a one, really right? cool gimmick, right? Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, right, so The Division looks like a cooperative shooting game, but it's got loot and RPG elements that they didn't really show off at all in the demo. Um, they showed off the PvP area called the Dark Zone, where people, other players, may help you, may not help you. And they showed off at the very end somebody betraying everybody on their team, which is totally not how it would work in real life, since you know there'd be a lot uh, more guys swearing. You clearly haven't played enough Eve. Well. The, <laughs> You're really going to compare the division to Eve? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's fair, but all right. You're right. The betrayals and political backhanding and stuff that happens in Eve. If you all give, the time. My, I think I suppose what I should say is, is if you kind of you if you give people a rope, they well, will hang themselves. You know, yeah. Well, or or they'll hang someone else. <laughs> that's, okay. Uh, let's see. Um. Dark Zone. Just Dance 2016 is going to have a subscription streaming service, which I think is super smart. Um, and Anna and I may jump in on that. What are we jumping in on? Just Dance 2016 is going to have a subscription oh. service. Yes. Did um, I think I think Guitar Hero might have shown up at E3, which yes, it is did. a little bit too bad because I think they're still being completely shat on by Rocksmith. Guitar Hero is not. Yeah. Why would they be shat on by Rocksmith? That's a very different audience. 
No, I know. It's just, it just Rock Band so... was at E3 and looked to, you know, as usual, more people were interested in Rock Band than Guitar Hero. But actually, know, it was hard just... to do a direct comparison. People were waiting in line for both. Now that I think about it, maybe they'll both know, do just, well. Just seems a little bit, I don't know, basic. What Guitar Hero and Rock yeah. Band in comparison? Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I was listening to Player One Podcast episodes from late last year, and they had a guy on there who plays guitar and picked up Rocksmith and a guitar to see how it works compared to what he was used to. And it didn't sound like he was that impressed with how it teaches you to play and that it didn't necessarily do a good job. But that's one guy's uh, impressions, I guess. So I don't know. Have you been playing Rocksmith? Do you find it's useful? Uh, yeah, uh, although admittedly, I've only really been playing bass as an accompaniment to David, who, okay. played, who plays all the, does quite a lot more guitaring than I do, particularly when I'm at work, because that way I'm not around to complain about music. Ah, all right. <laughs> I mean, uh, darling, can you remember what percentage you've cleared Am I Evil by Metallica again? Exactly 90%. You know, that's, uh, how long's the guitar solo again? It's about what three minutes or something? I'm pretty sure it is. Well, yeah, they do, "Am I Evil" by Metallica it has that ridiculously long guitar solo in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David can play about ninety percent. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. After I think about eight months of playing, I think that's pretty good. Cool. Yes, they're having babies. Go! Sorry. Um, <laughs> Fallout Shelter. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege got a new trailer. And they... Did it have any cringeworthy gameplay footage? No. Oh, I don't think so. Damn it. No, I think they're just... Yeah. They said they had, they had that last year. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was that cringeworthy, but all right. No, it just I... looked like Rainbow Six. Yeah. Uh, Tarot with, Hunt with is incred- back. With incredibly scripted... Yeah. Gameplay, of course. Yeah, but. they had the same issue with the totally unnatural gameplay cooperation. Like, if your team could work like that, you could you could take down the biggest guilds in Eve Online. Actually, um, if you had that level of cooperation. All right, you guys, we're moving on the right. Roger that. Yep. See the big guy. Cool. Yep. All right, let me, let me sneak I'm, I'm, hold I on. I need sh- to drop my drone and uh, kind of scout out what's going on. Hold on. All right, terrorist in the back. I am, Roger I am pretty oh, sh- Watch out, I am pre- guys. I was gonna say I was pretty sure the CCP. Um, were at E3 or um, they I may think... have been I did not see them at all yeah I think they had like a tiny little booth somewhere because they're still pushing ahead with that um, uh, thing for VR stuff yeah uh, they, yeah right. they tend to just do small booths now they don't have a floor presence they have like no. a meeting booth area which if they're not if they don't have something big to show we tend to not get an appointment with them um Rainbow Six, oh, Tarot Hunt is a big deal apparently for people. It's back. It's coming out September. Assassin's Creed Syndicate got a cinematic actually, trailer. Yeah, actually looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Basically, after after my experiences with Assassin's Creed Unity, I think I have a lot more faith in the series again. Yep, it looks like a Syndicate is going to take all the smart lessons they learned making Unity. Make, yeah, no, I agree. And, and also, it's in it's in a city that I've been to many times. Now you see why I love playing games set in Los Angeles so much. It it yeah. adds something extra special to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, and I look forward because the thing about uh, London landmarks is obviously a lot of them have been around since that era. 
Um, and yeah, no, I'm going to look forward to that. I do, I was wanting, beginning to wonder if um, they would introduce, say, like Isambard Kingdom Brunel as a side character, considering how much they liked Leonardo da Vinci in too. Cool. I, I yeah, should be fun. Mm-hmm. I do hear there's going to be like a Charles Darwin <laughs> like character mission that you can do if you pre-order. Uh, actually, thinking about it, um, I think they also had some gameplay stuff for it as well. Was that only shown at E3, or was that shown elsewhere? I can't remember. I think they showed the first gameplay demo like a month ago. Okay. I just seem to remember there was another gameplay, some a, a gameplay video put on their YouTube channel around E3 time, I think. Nah, either way. It looks good. Yep. Right. All right. Uh, I'll sign those new followers later. Um, newly uh, blah 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 blah. We talked about that already. For honor, this is the um, who would win their take on Battleborn, but more serious, right? Battleborn. Uh, is it really Battleborn? I don't know. It's just a multiplayer, multiplayer this is combat. The, this is the well. What was that TV show where you find out um, who would win between a knight and a samurai? Um, Ultimate Warrior. Is that what that's called? Okay. Our, I thought Ultimate Warrior was a wrestler. Yeah, I thought so too. Who was so. it? Let me see. It was not the. It, I remember it was on Spike. Spike. Yeah, I know. I know what TV show you're talking about because they created a, a sort of very mediocre spin-off game for it that was on like Xbox Live or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. So this is like that, except so you control knights. Oh, or, Deadliest Warrior. Deadliest Warrior. Okay, so that was it. Deadliest Warrior. They were showing off knights, Vikings, and samurai. It was four v four co-op, um, and. Uh, this little write up here says it's similar to Dynasty Warriors. No, it's, I don't think that's true. Uh, but yeah, you, you get to run around on a battlefield and and kind of fight between eras, and that's kind of weird. And I don't really know how it works. But if you want to to run your knights against Vikings and see what happens, that's uh, that's the game for you. Um, Alice, you must be happy. Anno twenty two oh five was announced. Oh yeah, that was. Um, I really wasn't expecting that because I thought, even though as good as twenty seventy was, I think it had kind of killed the series. Mm-hmm. Like you know, oh, Blue Bite weren't interested in doing another one, or just I don't know, making another expansion for twenty seventy, and then they go ahead and announce that, and I'm like, oh, okay. Eh. So they're even further in the future now. Yep, off to the moon. By the I looks don't know of things, what that will mean, that's what but, it looks like. Oh, whatever. Although I will miss, if it, if it is being set on the moon, I will miss um, uh, 2070's gorgeous underwater settlement stuff that they had going on. Because that looked so pretty. Mm. Alright, uh, Trackmania Turbo's coming to PS4 and Xbox One. And if you don't care about Trackmania, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Massive open world shooter that focuses on player choice. I didn't play Ghost Recon, so I don't know if that's good, bad, I, anyone cares. I, okay, I moving on. Sony! <laughs> All right. Uh, Sony did not start off with an RPG. They started off with the game that everyone thought was going to be dead until like a week or two ago when it's like, uh-oh, guys, this is back, this is back, this is back, and everyone got hyped. Yeah, that's right. The Last Guardian is real, and they showed gameplay. Yeah, I was convinced that that game had died, like, back in, what, 2006? I know NeoGAF had, like, an official, like, uh, RIP Last Guardian thread. Not 2006. I'm sorry, not 2006. 
Okay, okay. It was m- it was maybe 2012 or 2011, but not 2006. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> but okay. even so. Now, remind me. Anna, what Whoa. is going on? I don't know. Cuphead? That's <laughs> what it sounds that. like, Damn right? It. Damn it, Fallout. <laughs> yeah, that no. was Fallout. No, it's a game called E3 1915. Okay, great. All right, anyway. Flapper booth babes. So what were you going to say? Let me find. What were you going to say? What were we talking about? (laughs) We were talking about The Last Guardian. Was that originally a PS2 game? No. Okay, it was originally a PS3? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So now it's jumped to PS4, of course. Of course. um, I, I was sitting next to a a small indie publisher um, who does some development stuff, and he was like, man, yeah, I can tell why they couldn't do this on PS3. The amount of procedural animation and inverse kinematics and the amount of skeleton bones on the screen that wouldn't be doable on PS3. I'm like, okay, I'll, I have to take your word for all that because I don't know what you just said. Um, <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> He's, I'm like, I, I need I, to look I'm up sure. what procedural I'm, animation means. And he says, well, it's all I'm, just inverse kinematics. I'm like, okay, I'll go look that up too. I'm, I'm sure I probably would have enjoyed that conversation. <laughs> yes, you probably would have, because you would have understood it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, The Last Guardian, uh, which I was like, I wonder if Ueda is still involved in this. And they should put down a spotlight to Fumito Ueda in the audience. It's like, oh, I guess he is okay. still involved. <laughs> all right, that answers that. He's still there. All right, so... Um, <laughs> Then, all right, Last Guardian's happening. Everyone was happy. I'm happy to see the griffin, not the bird cat dog, or whatever people want to call it now. <sighs> Sorry, bugs me still. Um, uh, yeah, anyway, that looks good. I want to play it. All right, so then they showed off um, more stuff. Uh, treat, Street Fighter Five is getting Cammy and Birdie. Birdie, apparently a, a character from Street Fighter, the original Street Fighter, like... Not even a two. So, that they're going real back. Um, oh, yeah, Last Guardian's coming out in 2016. Uh, no Man's Sky got a demo. Um, and it and looked... also, I think, believe a PC port announcement. Oh, did he say that there? Okay. I think so. I've heard whispers that it's coming out for PC now. It is... Um, it had a quote-unquote gameplay demonstration. which So now you could see how you get into a ship and fly and go discover a planet and kind of try to not get shot at by things. Um, I still don't know if we really know what you're going to do in that game. I'm, I'm still don't know if they know what you're going to do in that game. I, I really have the strong feeling that they are kind of making it up as they go along and trying to figure out what the gameplay loop's going to be. They've done all this cool exploration and random generation stuff, but it, it maybe it's just going to be mostly an exploration game. I don't know. It seems like they need yeah. to get together with like Elite Dangerous or some other game developer and like to to flesh out all the combaty type stuff that needs to be in there. No, I don't know. Maybe I'm alone on that. Yeah, it seemed like they were sort of working their way towards it. But... Yeah, yes. I'm just they're worried not, that not, they're not. Yeah, that. Yeah. Well, what concerns yeah. me is they obviously don't know what they're working towards, right? They do. They just don't want to say. Are you sure? They. Yeah, they've been. I've heard them talk about. So, what do you? People ask them quite up directly. So, what are you doing in this game? You're like, uh, well, well, we, I, we don't want to tell you what to do because we don't want to influence you. Okay. It seems like they have an idea. All right then. 
but maybe being cagey about it isn't the best idea at this point. I don't. But then think again, there's so, so much yeah. hype; people are gonna buy it no matter what. This is also true. All right, so then Media Molecule came up. These are the uh, uh, little big planet folks. They showed off a game called Dreams. I have no idea what you do in Dreams, but it, it had a cool looking trailer. That was like the only game at the show that didn't look like a game. Like they did a good job rendering that that clay and those clouds. Yeah, I, I have no idea how you play it, control it, interact with it whatsoever. But uh, in uh, it, the idea seems to be you can create your dreams that you just had when you were sleeping and show it to other people. How that's going to work, I have no idea. Um, then uh, there is a game called Firewatch shown. Nobody knows what you do in Firewatch still. Um, there was a giant segment on Giant Bomb where they tried to explain it and did not work. Um, but I think that's kind of the joke at this point. Uh, what do you mean, Firewatch? Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows what... That's only the Giant Bomb people making that joke. It's pretty clear what that game is. Listen, I, I watched that developer try to explain his game seriously during that Firewatch segment, and they, they, the two developers couldn't even agree if it was an adventure game. I don't know. All right, so you walk around and interact with stuff in Firewatch. That's all. Much. That's pretty much all I know. <laughs> all it's right. like Gone Home. Yeah, it's like woods. Tacoma. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Tacoma's made by the Gone Home people. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, uh, they they specifically said it wasn't like Gone Home, so that's the thing that confuses me. So I don't know. Well, Gone Home is. Well, who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's when I realized, you know, who cares? It looks cool. I'll go walk around in that game and see what it is when it comes out. Uh, new Destiny expansion was announced called The Taken King. I got to go play one of the new PvP areas in this Destiny expansion. And, <gasps> Do yeah, tell. It is, uh, it's Capture the Flag, essentially. Um, and is, well, they're doing two. There's Capture the Flag and uh, another one. Oh, Mayhem. Yeah, so that they're both cool. So capture the flag is, it's called spark, and you got to go get the spark and take it to your opponent's goal. And if you land it in the goal, it explodes, and so all your opponents who are guarding the goal die, and you get all these points. And it feels great if you do it. I wasn't able to do it because I'm not good enough at PvP. Um, so that's cool. And then the I get to play that and see a little demo showing how Oryx is coming. You get to go kill the big bad Oryx, who's been kind of this looming figure in the past couple of expansions so okay that's fine and then um they also showed mayhem which is basically everyone gets their supers charged up really fast and this pvp mode is about what happens when everyone has all their supers all the time and you get to see mayhem happen so that that looks cool too um and they didn't show the new raid or anything like that they showed glimpses of it but not but just in a video so the uh, yeah there's going to be a ton of contents. Everybody's getting a new subclass into the new Destiny expansion. So um, instead of just your two subclass options, you'll have a third one. And that's eh, that's pretty much it. So new equipment, new stuff. I'm so sure you, be new levels. Did, did you arrange an appointment for that one? Yes, I did. Oh, lucky you. I walked Activisions. up. I walked up. So yeah. I didn't I didn't do it till I was at the show. So Yeah. And some inside baseball there we'll talk about later. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could have made an appointment for Skylanders too, but I felt like, no, I'll stick to what we actually cover. <laughs> you didn't want a free Skylander figure? I did, but I decided to not. Good for you. Yeah. You, you fought the temptation. I did. <laughs> also, I just didn't have time to mess around with stuff we don't cover. Um, PS4, uh, digital devolver, digital bundle is going to happen. So a bunch of devolver, digital bundle or titles is coming to PS4. 
Uh, um, Sony showed the Assassin's Creed Syndicate, but with the girl player instead of the guy player. By the way, Assassin's Creed has a female main character now. You get to choose who you want to play. Also, I'm pretty sure she's voiced. I'm pretty sure she's voiced by Jennifer Hale as well. Well, isn't every girl? Uh, the good one. Woman, I would say. But every yes. woman, excuse me. Every mature female um, protagonist. Uh, oh, no, I, I, I make the distinction because I don't think Jennifer Hale actually plays, does any girl voice acting. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, well, aside from when she did Commander Shepard. Well, that's not oh, a girl. Oh, that's the that's flashback. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, she did the voice for young Commander Shepard? No, oh, the that, actual that Commander awesome. Shepard. Okay. All right. Anyway, <laughs> let's see the Barkum, Barkum, Batman Arkham Knight, Barkum, Barkum, Knight. Barkum. Oh, Knight. That, that comes out on like Tuesday, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, they showed it's already some, reviews are already out. They showed a trailer. Oh, really? oh well, how's it? What reviewing? did the reviews say? Uh, uh, Polygon gave it a ten. Justin McElroy. Oh jeez. Oh jeez, I might actually have to get this. They said like his basic gist is this is. That Arkham formula, formula perfected. If they can't go back to the will after this, I mean, you you you've cleaned the bone on this one. This is it. You you've refined it to its ultimate form. Don't bother. Move on to do, do new things. And of course, if you've ended won't. the IP by doing something good. Don't do something bad to sour everyone. That's what. And it sounds, sounds like the story like. has quite a bit of finality in it too. Sort of like well, the way. Okay, uh, well, that's a good thing. Dark Knight Rise. The way Dark Knight Rises does, or the animated series. Uh, no, I, I was kind of really on the fence about it because obviously it's going to be full price on Tuesday, but I get paid on like Friday. Should you be saying this next to your partner right now? <laughs> next, he to hasn't you. given he hasn't given me a dirty look yet. Okay, I'm about to say like spending money in the same room, like hmm. I can hear someone playing Fallout Shelter. Sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops Three. Speaking of burning things into the ground. Um, oh. They showed off their co-op campaign <laughs> gameplay and a multiplayer gameplay trailer. It was so weird to see a Call of Duty game that wasn't a cinematic single-player demonstration. Me and, Z- me and Zach were talking about this during the show is that I was really disappointed with the Halo presentation because it just looked like a Call of Duty demo. And then <laughs> the Call of Duty demo looked like a, a Halo demo because it was open and it had a lot of choice. And you're, It was like a sandbox, a combat sandbox, and you're approaching... And you and your friends could approach the situation in a bunch of different ways, whereas the Halo one was a scripted, oh no, the bridge is collapsing. Let's get across before it does. Hmm. It was so weird. And the com- and the multiplayer looks fast, like faster than it's ever been, like Titanfall fast. The way that like, watching some skilled players like jump through a window, run across the wall, slide under a bridge, shoot five guys, throw up a drone. It's like... They they learned their lessons well making uh, Advanced War. I mean, watching Titanfall and uh, the last one, uh, Advanced Warfare. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they get yeah, Advanced fast. Warfare was the last one. Yeah. So I think now Titanfall needs to step it up because Call of Duty caught up. Um, yeah. So- well, hopefully, if there is a Titanfall two, it is. It does improve on the previous one. So then John Vignaki came on stage, and who is John Vignaki? Gave- He's the dude who did the Disney Infinity 3.0 thing. Ah, cool. He was so enthusiastic and overacting, but obviously he loved his job. 
So wait, are we still on Sony? Yeah, it was hilarious to watch him do his presentation. So I'm just plugging it. It's like everyone should go watch that section of the presentation to see him cheese it up hardcore. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, the only reason I know the guy is he guests on the Giant Bomb stuff a lot. But, you know, whatever. Uh, Dice showed off Soros Battlefront survival mode, which is a wave-based shooting objective because if you're a shooter... I missed the old conquest mode from the previous like Battlefront, where if you wanted to play alone, you would just it would it was sort of you on this galactic map, and you would conquer different planets for mm-hmm. resources by going through like a an AI bot battle. That was fun. Uh, let's see, and Uncharted Four got shown off, which you know there was a lot of driving I, of a I jeep. Don't, I, I don't with a slight hiccup did. at the start. Yeah, the slight hiccup at the start. I don't think there's ever going to be an E3 without an Uncharted game at this rate. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, think about it. I think. It, I think an Uncharted game has appeared at nearly every single E3 for what feels like the last five or six years. Because mm-hmm. you know they started off with the first one, revealed it at E3, and then so forth. They've been able to release the game and then pre-show the next one off at the next E3. Well, maybe not quite that quick, but. I don't know. Just feels that like that. Probably a very deliberate cycle. Oh, I, I have no doubt. <laughs> it's a bit like seeing EA present FIFA every year, without fail. Right. No. Nope. Yep. Uh, let's see. We had uh, Horizon Zero Dawn shown off, right? Which is. A post-apocalyptic game where you fight giant robot dinosaurs, but you're yeah, you're, a few of the home team really like that. And you have yeah, like just primitive really weapons good. and stuff you've salvaged from the machines. So it's like I, my guess of that story, and they haven't explained it at all, is that humanity makes artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence goes freaking haywire, kills all the people, designs itself as dinosaurs, and roams the the earth. And now the survivors are reduced to tribal people living in caves, scrapping together what they can and fighting against the giant dinosaur hordes. I, I don't understand. I yeah, wouldn't that be surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised that was it was working really okay. Was. Sorry. Mr. Host, this is your job. You gotta pick one. Alex, first. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was going okay until they made the di- the robots into dinosaurs. And then that just caused everything to go wrong. So basically this is, you know, the bad ending of Jurassic World. With robots. With robots, okay. Alice? Um, I was just thinking, when I heard about this, because I say, I missed most of E3 because I was, or the conferences because I was asleep, so I usually had basically a bunch of YouTube links dumped into my Skype chat by my lovely partner so I could watch some of the trailers that I missed. Now, I did hear this one. It's like, oh yeah, robot dinosaurs. And then I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And then I <laughs> saw the trailer. I was like, okay, uh, that isn't quite what I was expecting. Yeah, for it's some weird reason. looking. It's like you say robot dinosaurs, and yet something popped into my head that was completely different from what was actually shown in the trailer. I mean, I actually saw weird? a demo of this. I went to an appointment to see uh, Horizon. It wasn't that much different from what you guys all saw, except maybe it was a little bit more planned out. Um, it is a third-person open-world RPG. Your main character does level up. There's an economy for scrap where you'll be collecting, you'll be hunting these things because all of these different tribes are desperate for this stuff. We saw some concept art for like these big cities. 
Um, so let me see what else can I say about this hunting for big city. Um, so what we saw was they need to collect some canisters on some gazelle, some grazers. So what they did was they set up she they set up a trap like some some trip wires and then they herded the the monsters the, the different gazelle through the trip wires and they all exploded then you collected all the gear and the loot and this alerted one of the large the large one you saw before it was largely the exact same thing you saw just they took their time to explain a little bit more the details I could probably answer questions but I think I would just be explaining what you could see on I, TV me, anyway. I, all my questions on that game aren't really around gameplay. I think they demonstrated that decently well except i assume there's some sort of story with quest objectives to guide you through it all but what i don't know is the story and what the hell's going on and that's probably not the stuff you want to explain <laughs> yeah they didn't really get into detail yeah. i mean I, I the basic idea is it's been a thousand years mm-hmm. um there it's been a thousand years new societies has, new tribes and societies have sprung up this is one of the, the tribe you're looking at is one of the earliest tribes and the oldest, but there are definitely other ones with their own aesthetic and their own sort of way of doing things. Yeah. Ah, I All don't right. know what else. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. All right. So Horizon's cool. You got to see – did you get to see anything else with that appointment? Horizon? It was just for that. Just for that? Okay. Um, they, Square Enix took the stage and showed off their new Hitman game. And Open world Hitman. Yep, and then they showed off World of Final Fantasy, which looks like a weird my first RPG sort of thing coming out for PS4 and Vita, and probably lots of other platforms too, um, but they haven't said that. Um, and Sony announced a Kickstarter for Shenmue Three. At which point, the game trailers guys completely lost their minds. Yeah, a lot of people did. Um, yeah. So Shenmue Three's back. You'll get to. Drive that. Uh, drive oh that my goodness! There was a more. guy behind us. Mm-hmm. I think he was like from Brazil, but he had like this or Brazil. No, no maybe. No, I, I think his accent was up. Was Puerto Rican, but he had this little, sort of this lisp, and but he would scream whenever stuff would happen. So we'd be like, we'd be trying to watch it, and every now and then he'd go. I don't know what you just said, but. Uh... <laughs> I barely understood what he just said. Uh, but it was just screaming like this weird lispy scream the whole time. He's like, I can't believe it! <laughs> and he looked. That's, that's not racist. Uh, <laughs> and why would it be? That's uh, what he sounded like. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that's literally what he sounded like. Oh, so, uh, I think anyways. they were GameStop employees. Anyways. Um, sorry, I just had a room caught on fire and nobody did anything about it. <laughs> uh, so let's see. They My pregnant uh, lady ran away. Yes, she did. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so they uh, Shenmue three. Oh, and then Square Enix announced Final Fantasy VII's being remade. <sighs> so Final Fantasy VII is actually being remade. I now I had a thing on I had a thing on uh, Skype. Where is it? Uh, oh yeah, here we are. Quoting me from the Saturday before E three to a friend of mine. One hey, one day S Square Enix will do a remake of Oh God, I can't finish this sentence because I'm laughing too hard. About four days later, this quote crops up again in my Skype. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thanks, Square Enix. You made me look like a complete idiot. <laughs> oh, not you're not the only one. Alex, I didn't think it was going to happen. How many years have I been saying on the podcast that there is no way that they are going to remake Final Fantasy VII? Stop asking them. Oh, I was going to say, I think, I think every year that I've been on the podcast, which I think is what, about three or four years now? That's, yeah, I constantly say that. Well, um, okay, I guess we both look like idiots then. <sighs> Uh, for those that's the thing. We just we all just need to wait. This, I was wrong, and you know what? I'm a hundred percent okay with that. You've been actually. Don't let her lie to you like this. She's been dreading having to admit this all week. She's been telling me, "Man, I gotta go on the podcast and admit that I was wrong about this." Uh, she ain't okay with it. <laughs> no, I'm. I mean, I don't. I will probably play the remake. Which is why I'm okay with being wrong. If you don't want to play the remake, you can also play uh, the original version, which is now coming to Android and iOS. Damn, really? Yep. Yeah. And they delayed Jesus. the PS4 port of the PC version. Till next year. Till next year. Because they wanted to work on the version no, that would actually make them year. a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, I whatever. I. So my question is just this. How much of it have they worked on this or did they just decide, based on the reaction at the Sony experience late last year, that maybe we really should do this remake, and they just put together this trailer? You, you know? know, to be honest, it doesn't. It feels like a very Japanese thing to do. It's like, no, we're not going to remake it until there's a land, there's a milestone to remake it for, and the mm-hmm. 20th anniversary is coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, they they do have this thing about anniversaries. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I I actually I can see that. I think they may have been waiting for the two zero to drop that one. Huh. For the two zero, eh? Like that. Alright, well, uh, that was Sony. And uh, quite enough, you know, that was pretty good. It was, uh... Man. Uh, Can we do a quick conference roundup to see what what, what everyone's favorite was? Oh no, we got Nintendo first. Oh wait, does that count? That's a yeah, it counts. All right. Yeah, it's a it's a video with a bunch of announcements in it. Which for most of the people, that's what all these other press conferences are too. <laughs> so that's the way I look at it. Star Fox. Oh wait, first of all, Nintendo decided that all their executives should be represented by Muppets. That I don't know awesome. why. They look cool though. Yeah. yeah. So well, I did the robot chicken one last year. Oh, that's right. They did. Oh yeah, they did do that, didn't they? Oh, that's I can't. That's so. It was so weird. I can't even believe it happened, but it did. Okay. So, and then the first thing they did was have all the uh, the puppets turn into Star Fox characters, and Star Fox Zero was announced. It's a new Star Fox game, and the line was inc- was really long for it at Nintendo's booth because you could play it while sitting in these mock-ups of our wings. But, oh damn really nah but all you were doing was holding the Wii U gamepad while sitting in the mock up so it didn't do anything it didn't move it didn't fly around but it still looked cool one of the other massive lines was for another game where they were giving out like a 20th anniversary pin and the line got so long at some point they just started giving out people the pins mm-hmm. so they can shorten the line and then like a lot of them left once they got their pin of course <laughs> yeah that's the sad, that's the sad thing about E3 is there's not a lot of unless it's a small indie game there's not a lot of walking up and playing something well, apparently, if you go to the outside tents that Sony had. Well, anyway, all right. So no, there, there were tennis. barely anything yeah. there. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, you can uh, sort of guess what Miyamoto's next game is going to be by judging his interests. So the fact that you could have got Star Fox by looking at local shrines. 
Yeah, that's it's one of the weird things. Yeah, that was, so Star Fox <laughs> apparently inspired by the fox at his local shrine. So whatever, cool. Anyway, so oh they, man, Camia's Twitter must have gone insane. Yeah, Camia. Star Fox is being developed by Platinum Games, which one of the studio heads of Platinum Games is a dude who famously told people to shut up about asking him to make a new Star Fox game. He is like the least tolerant person that I've ever met on Twitter. And be, the thing is, is he is consistently rude to everybody, which kind of makes it hilarious. Oh, yeah. He is, he is amazing on Twitter. So. Well, I say amazing in that game developer who uses uh, some very interesting language towards people's mothers is amusing. But... <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah. So they're going to do the game. Everyone's having a game made by Platinum. We need a r- roundup of all the Platinum games that were actually announced. Well, I'm sure think, we will once I we get to near. I, I, mean, I believe it was two, Phoenix. wasn't it? Yeah. Is it just two? Okay, I thought it was more than that. I thought well, everyone had a Platinum game that was being made. <laughs> well, there's Star Fox, and then there's that Transformers one. Yeah, and near. That's it. Oh, and near. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so three. Yeah. All right, Hyrule Warriors Legends was announced for 3DS, which is Hyrule Warriors from the Wii U with all the DLC thrown onto the 3DS, come out next year. And Anna will play it again? No? Maybe. Undecided. Okay, so, maybe not. Fire Emblem IF now has a U.S. name. It's called Fire Fates. Emblem Fates. Fef. F-E-F. Has an English trailer. Shin Megami Tensei Cross Fire Emblem has a Japanese trailer. Um, Monolith... Xenoblade Chronicles X has a release date of December 5th, 2015. So, can we hop back to Fire Emblem X SMT really quickly? Yeah. Because I don't know if people realize they had sort of this, like, so-so trailer um, on as part of the Nintendo Direct. But um, they actually did a much uh, more in-depth presentation during the Treehouse so, so go watch are, the treehouse. Yeah, if you yeah. were disappointed by what happened, then um, you'll see a much longer presentation over there. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's... It's also got a new name. Oh, what is it now? Jenai uh, Ibn Roku. Hashtag Effie. Although it's supposed to be pronounced Sharp Effie, but it's a hashtag symbol. Oh goodness. All right. But I think that's a reference to one of the older names of some of the SMT spin-offs. Yes, SMT if dot dot ellipses. And those, I think it really was if, not if, because uh, they were what they they were quite literally like what if stories. Like, what if this happened instead of the canon? Sort of like a lot of spin-off, non-canonical stories. Okay. Uh, if you want to know more, Hardcore Gaming 101 has got a great article <laughs> on all of those. Cool. All right. Uh, Animal Crossing has a happy home designer thing. Two they got a trailer Animal for Animal Crossing games, right? Well, I think they already announced this one. So Happy Home was announced in Japan. I don't think it was announced for North America. Okay. But they showed it here for North America, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, it had a cute trailer. I don't know what the other one was, Anna, but all right. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Amiibo Festival. Yeah, that's it. 
all right. <laughs> that uh, they show. Man, I have um, these videos I need to put up on the YouTube that are all these uh, amiibos from Nintendo's booth, and they have so many amiibos. They just tons and tons of them. You'll never get your hands on. It's kind of depressing. But there's a ton of them and a bunch of Animal Crossing ones. Um, oh yeah, those were the new ones they announced, right? Mm-hmm. No, they had a bunch of unreleased amiibos showing off there. So. Uh, they had the full collection. It was cool. Uh, let's see. And Yoshi's Woolly World got a big video showing kind of the designer or something, artist or something for Yoshi, making a wool Yoshi and how it kind of inspired the game and stuff or whatever. So that was cool. It's, it's how it, it inspired the Amiibo. Yeah, yeah, that's right. How it inspired the Amiibo. Um, Super Mario Maker is coming out on September 11th, except... Because September 11th has such connotations, they announced it as 11th September 2015, uh, which I thought was cute. <laughs> well, that's September. how the rest of the world does it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's and true. that's the point that I made to Chris. I'm like, you realize they probably can do that one to avoid that, but two, that way they can just use the same um, card for every region in that video. Fair enough. Um. Let's see. Um, Triforce Heroes is kind of a follow-up to Legend of Zelda Four Swords, essentially. It is a three-player co-op multiplayer game for 3DS where you can throw pots on each other's heads. No, where you can um, explore dungeons and solve puzzles together. I don't know if it has online, though. I don't think it does. It does. It does? Yeah. Oh, sweet. There you go, Anna. Now Ed can throw pots on your head from across country. Damn. <laughs> you know yes, what's the best part? Ed never remembers throwing a pot on your head. He bl- <laughs> I asked him about this. He's like, I don't even remember. He blew me up that. with bombs. He set me on fire. <laughs> he would pick me up and throw me into the pits. Well, he would pick up the pots and throw them on my head, and then I would fall into the pit because I couldn't see anything. He doesn't argue that he didn't do it. He just doesn't remember doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because. When that game got in us, I'm like, yay, I'm so excited to play that. And Chris was like, why? You didn't like the other games. I'm like, sure I did. I just didn't like it when Fox did this, 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 this. You know what? The answer is I'm not going to play this game with Fox. <laughs> That's right. All right. Let us all try Force Heroes. Uh, Metari- Here, here's one. Metroid Prime Federation Force was announced for 3DS. It's got four-player co-op. I have no idea what else it has except a giant petition on the internet already from people saying, don't make this game, Nintendo. Because why? You know what this is, right? right? No, what is it? It's the sequel to uh, Metroid Prime Hunters. Is it really? Because I, I swear Metroid Prime Hunters looked better than this game graphically. But <laughs> whatever. It it looks rough. I don't know. Did you like the... So did, did you, Metroid Prime Hunters. Yeah. Did you like the look of this one? Or did you like... I haven't seen it. Uh, okay. I like the sports you... game that they showed in the Nintendo World Championships on it. Yeah, they have a, the the that it's a separate game. That that Rift Ball or whatever it was. Uh Blast Ball, I think. Blast Ball, yeah. They were showing that on different stations at at least at Nintendo's booth. I, I thought it was a different game, I'm not sure now. Um but uh no, yeah. I'll wait for them to make a Wii U Metroid Prime game. But I don't think that's what this is about. And by the way, the people who made the original Metroid Prime are working on ReCore, and that is true. Retro Retro Studios is working on something else, right? What are they working on? They didn't announce anything for Retro, did they? Ah, huh, maybe they are working on Prime. Hmm, don't know. All right. 
Um, Yokai Watch got an English trailer because it's coming out in the U.S. Uh, be prepared to collect a bunch of hard to find tokens for your Yokai Watch. It, yeah, it's very much a level five RPG. Yes, you can see a load of similarities to the Inazuma Eleven games. Well, and I then can. Anna Marie's <laughs> game of the show was announced: um, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. Yay! 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 <laughs> Her voice is gone. Otherwise, she would actually sound like she. Anna, was were you sitting behind us during the Sony pain? press conference? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Basically, that's the reaction we had the whole time. I had to turn around and ask the guy if he needed a towel. Um, it was, it was the most. Ex- see, I was like, you, you made the joke about being racist, but honestly, that thing was so exaggerated. I looked behind a few times. His friends were looking at him like he was crazy. Yeah. He, it was so that's exaggerated he and was bizarre. Crazy. Yeah. His friends kept on looking over like, dude, we get it. They were embarrassed for him. Yeah. <laughs> they really were. They were embarrassed for him. We all shared the grief together. Mm. Okay, let's see. Um, oh, Mar- all we know is that the Mario game is going to have the Mario and Luigi guys and no, Paper no, Mario no, no, in no. it. So They're all, uh-oh. Okay, go, go Nintendo. <laughs> Anna knows everything about this game. Sorry. <laughs> So Go Nintendo actually managed to like sneak a camera into the Nintendo booth and film the entire boss fight. So there's like a lot of stuff we know about it right now. Someone's gonna get an email too, an angry email. It's Go Nintendo. Do you really want to piss them off? They're like one of the biggest Nintendo news sites out there. Anyways. Apparently not. I don't want to piss them off. Anyways. Um so in every battle you have Mar- Mario and Luigi and then Paper Mario and Mario's A and Luigi's B and then Paper Mario is Y, I think. And so what they've done is they've sort of uh, recycled a lot of the things from the most recent Paper Mario and the most recent Mario Luigi game. And so, for example, um, when you do the special attacks, um, you um, shoot the shell back and forth between Mario and Luigi. But there's also a second version of that sort of perspective and mini game with Paper Mario involved, where um, it Paper Mario flattens the enemy out and then they stick the poster of the bad guy up on the back wall, and then they start and then they whip out rackets and they start whacking a ball against it. It's really fun. Cool. And it's just timing based. It's like it's coming towards Paper Mario. Press Y. It's coming towards Mario. Press A. Um, there's also defensive mini games that involve all three characters. So, for example, the plant is going to run at you like it does in Dream Team. So it's running towards the front of the screen. And Mario and Luigi are running. And Paper Mario turns into an airplane. And so your job is to control Paper Mario with the with the uh, an- analog stick. And you go left and right on top of Mario or Luigi. And then you press A or B to have them jump up. And they hold on to the paper airplane and dodge the attacks. So it looks phenomenal. It looks really cool. Yeah. And I mean, considering how much that they are bringing forward from the last two games, I'm really confident in that March 2016 release. I think that that's going to stick. So I'm very, very happy and I can't wait to see more of that game. Cool. It's cool because... Not only is everybody used in battle, but there's all sorts of uh, 
overworld things that you can do. So, for example, Paper Mario can turn sideways and go through a gate. Right. And there are some enemies that are going to be paper and some enemies that are going to be whole and more attacks do better than the other on one or the other. So, yeah. Very excited for this. Very, very excited. I just got heavy combat armor. It was a rare find. Yay. Are you buying boxes? No. Okay. No. I want to, though. But Me no. too. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Mario Tennis was announced for the Wii U. Yeah. Ultra Smash. Um, is it done by Camelot? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I don't know why we never wrote about those on RP Gamer. And those were some... The Camelot Mario Sports um, games were fun little RPGs. We, we had a lot of hot debate back and forth, but... Um, I think this new era of RP Gamer probably would. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, the funny thing is, is I was in charge of operations at that point, and... I was the one that made a lot of decisions about coverage, but we had a lot of people for and a lot of people against, and it kind of came out as a dead tie. Uh, I think the recent like, ones aren't. They've lost a lot of the RPG stuff. I know. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so we're sad. talking specifically about the Game Boy Advance ones. Like oh, yeah, Mario Golf was great. Yeah. Yeah. I on, love that one. On GBA? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it yeah. Felt Isn't like that a, the one you felt... can get on the Wii U right now? No. Oh. Like Chris, it was. There it is felt a like Mario a, Golf Advance, but all right. It, it felt, felt like, like a Pokemon adventure, like in in the way where you are a young upstart trainer at the Mario Golf Club, and you have to prove yourself and make your way up the ranks. And Isn't eventually that what you, you do in the 3DS one? Yeah, but it had stats and stuff. Like oh, okay. yeah, you you legitimately would level up and gain experience points, and you would put them in different stuff. Oh, okay, cool. And the different, and you actually have different loot. Like your, you would earn different golf clubs and hats, and would have different stats on them. But that's not in the GBA one that's currently on the Wii U. Mm, I don't know. It's a different one. I don't know. No, if I keep asking you, you'll know. If if I, you keep asking me, I'll just keep shouting at you because really, really, I don't know. And there is no good way to check. So what you're saying is. There's a I think what she's saying is she doesn't know. Okay. I got it now. I don't know. Call me crazy, but Anna, wait, wait, Anna. Do you know? No. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm glad to know. Um, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> um, and you need to be on your mic more. Noodle's complaining that your audio is too low. It's because my voice is toasted. Yeah, so even more reason to be on the mic. I am that way on you the don't mic. Have to... No, now you're on the mic. You weren't on the mic. And Fascinating tell me, radio right now. You sound fantastic now, and everyone at home is very appreciative of you chewing that mic. No, they are. All right, fine. Okay, final thing for Nintendo. Skylander's Supercharger has a weird compatibility with Amiibo. Two, there's two Nintendo-exclusive Skylanders. One is Donkey Kong, one's Bowser. Uh, and No, four exclusive, because oh, they each four. have vehicles. Oh, okay. And the... Um, they're going to be able to be turned in from uh, Skylander mode to Amiibo mode. So they have like a clicker hero space. Yeah, so you get to do it either way. Yeah, that's, that's cool. what she said. Uh, all right. So aren't there you glad you go. I'm on my microphone? Now? Oh, I'm very glad now. Mm-hmm. All right. Square Enix had a press conference. Whew. Yes. Just Cause Three looks fantastic. 
and had a very interesting read over its trailer. <laughs> it was like, I don't know, a read for an executive briefing or something like that, and yet it was explaining the game with explosions and stuff. It, it was great. Um, Just Cause 3 looks good if you like explosions and tethering helicopters to each other. So that's coming out December 1st. I don't think we get to see that because um, it's not RPG. Uh, new Tomb Raider cinematic trailer was shown that whatever um, Final Fantasy 7 remake trailer was shown again and they uh, more details are coming this winter they announced the delay of the Final Fantasy 7 PC port and that iOS versions were coming this winter so no iOS versions I think are coming this summer aren't they alright well I'll go follow up on that uh, the World of Final Fantasy was shown again Everyone was kind of like, "Oh, they're really gonna do this, huh?" Um, I don't, I don't know if that game's gonna be any good. Anna, are you gonna play World of Final Fantasy? Yes. Oh, all right then. So it's it's for Anna. <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts three got some gameplay footage. You got to Ooh. see. Um, at first, I was worried that Kingdom Hearts three was gonna be indefinitely delayed for Final Fantasy seven, but then I actually talked to Dave Wong over at Square Enix. He's one of the PR guys, and he explained to me that. Um, Final Fantasy VII, yeah, it's being directed by Nomura, um, but Kingdom Hearts actually has two directors, so that Nomura isn't the only director on it. They've also got a Kingdom Hearts director guy on it, too, and so he can focus on Seven and stuff and not worry too much about Kingdom Hearts getting done, I guess. So that's yeah. good. I like the sting at the end of the trailer. What was it? It says, now in development. What, Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. Yeah, who knows when that's <laughs> coming out. Who knows when Seven's yeah. coming out? Um, hope, he also told me... Oh, go ahead. Are you saying any chance you think it'll actually come out for the 20th anniversary of no. Fantasy VII? No, I don't. I don't believe so. Um, yeah. He did tell me that um, the reason Versus 13 took so long is that it was the, he claims, it was the victim of a platform change. <laughs> and they worked on it for a while, and it was finally getting close to release, and now the, the PS4 was out, and if they were to finish it up, they'd be releasing an, a game on an old platform. And so they needed to to kind of start a lot of things over and start working on PS4, and that delayed the game a lot. And so it wasn't because Nomura wasn't doing any work. Um, he says that's a bunch of hooey spread by the internet, essentially. But he implied that. I'm sorry, he didn't explicitly say that. And he did say that the uh, that Nomura's uh, that it was the victim of platform change. So whatever, take that with a grain of salt, but believe it if you want. Um, it at least is a viable explanation, if nothing else. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for now until I hear otherwise. Um, and yeah, so sorry. That, I found that interesting. And that, that was the thing that bugged me. It's like, is a game ever going to come out? Because I didn't trust that Nomura could finish a game after how Versus 13 went. But he's like, no, no, it wasn't Nomura. It was the, it was the platform change. It's like, okay, well, there, whatever. I think there was a lot of behind-the-scenes drama. There the has to have been, because he's not the director anymore. There must have been other drama. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've heard things, too. Just like project things, people getting moved around. There yeah. was considering how much has changed as well. Since yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Um, hey, at off- least it's not as bad as the Konami drama. Oh. Hey, Konami had a booth this year. I'm so proud of them. They had a real booth with like stuff that looked like a booth. It, they were it was all Metal Gear Five, but that's fine because that's and their they had game. stage demos and everything. And they had yeah. like it looked like the what? It's not called the Big Shell. What is their Outer Heaven? Outer Heaven, had, yeah. 
Yeah, had their outer heaven like mobile bay. There was like a sheep that was getting Fulton recovered. <laughs> yep, yep, they look cool. So they I, had like a professional dudes coming around. That's the thing. I always feel weird calling the uh, booth booth models cosplayer because they're not costume playing anything. A lot of these no, people answered Craigslist ads. And they don't. They're there for the day. They barely know what they're doing. I usually use cosplay. I, I try to use cosplay to refer to fans who are dressing up. Yeah, whereas absolutely. professional. I, but I don't. That means I don't have a good term for professional hired actors that are playing these things. That's all they are: professional hired actors. Uh, but, but they're dressing up as the video game characters that yeah, they may or may no, not that, know what they actors are. Actors dress up all the time. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Um, okay. Oh, Pro Evolution Soccer says Alex. Okay. They have that's yeah, their that, other that's, game. I think that's their two main. That the two only, other than well, maybe casino games or something. <laughs> they probably have the gambling game division, right? So I know they do because I see all their machines in Vegas whenever I go to Vegas. Um, yeah, they quite literally. You can go to their webpage. And it's like, yeah, buy our slot machines. All right, so Deus Ex: Mankind Divided got a trailer showing off gameplay. Um, Manny, you and I got to see Deus Ex: Mankind Divided demos. Right, I guess most of it. <laughs> um, other than when it crashed, uh, it was looking. It, it looked like more Deus Ex, and that they were trying to fix some of the issues yeah. with the original Deus Ex. Yeah, I'll just say you, really quickly. Here yeah. it is. Did you like Deus Ex: Human Revolution? Yes. Do you want more of that, but better? Yes. And looking prettier. Yes. And fixing all the problems that you had with the previous one. You mean where I couldn't easily stealth through entire areas or do non-violent? playthroughs effectively especially when you got to bosses yeah yeah fixed all of that for you okay by our game. okay perfect done and quite honestly that's how i felt like yep that's what it looks like i'm ready to sell me this game and um so i went home and bought the director's edition on the steam sale to get ready for it <laughs> so. i heard the director's cut's not as good as the last no don't tell me that now because they true? did some things to the lighting model, and there's some new bugs they introduced, oh. and, and they integrated the you know the 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 uh, the, the little DLC. Yeah, now it's, it's integrated. Been integrated into the main story. Yeah. So a lot of people liked that because it was like a compact little Deus Ex experience that you could jump into anytime you wanted to play. Oh, now you have a to completely go through new it. Way. Yeah, that would be disruptive, wouldn't it? Hmm. So now it's been completely integrated into it. So you can't play it separately anymore. Well, I've played it the original way, so I'm okay with doing things differently now. So right. I'll you know, like live. And hey, if all else fails, Steam refunds. Well, I I probably had it for too long. It's now. funny. It's, it's just hitting some small devs, like you know, in a weird way. Like I was, I was listening to the, I can't remember, but uh, Miss Northway, I'll say Ms. Northway. I don't know her first name. Okay. She's the developer of Rebuild Three: Gangs of Deadville, and mm-hmm. she was saying like most of the uh, most of the refund requests she got were, uh, I thought the game would be more complicated. I thought the game was too complicated. <laughs> and that's the kind of thing she's getting right now as in terms of refunds for her game, which was like a small $10 game anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, that's the thing. That's probably not a big deal to like a big company, but if you're a small company and a bunch of people are doing that, that's – that's money you that's getting taken out of your check at the end of the month I know, I know, because someone thought it was too complicated or not it's going to be more it's weird well I, you could replace that with i didn't like the way it played and as long as that's a valid excuse for steam refunds then it doesn't matter whether or not they thought it was too or, or not enough complicated they just didn't like it right eh. you could say then she's not getting useful feedback and yeah that's true it's just a refund no, it's not I'm a feedback it's like GameStop stopped doing because they didn't like it. And most stores stopped doing because they didn't like it a long time ago. Yep. 
and I don't think they should have, personally. <laughs> but whatever. Those long receipts yep. from the 90s say otherwise. Yeah, well. So let's see. IO Interactive showed off more of the Hitman game. It's coming out December. And uh, sorry, I think we already covered that. I read that backwards. Oh, new Nier game was announced. And everyone's like, what's this game? What's this game? What's this game? Oh, it's a new Nier. And uh, the dude from Nier who directs Nier came out with a giant weird thing on his head, which is apparently from the Nier games. And no, he just does that. Uh, <laughs> it's just how he dresses up. That's his motorcycle helmet. Yeah, I haven't played Nier, so I, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, that's a problem. It no one played too. The first one. Okay. And they announced Near Another Project, which obviously is a working title, developed by Platinum Games. There we go. <laughs> That's all we really know yeah. about Near. Is there's another yeah, it's game. Got, it's got a bunch of people who developed the first one, so. It's the same same uh soundtrack person, right? So that Yeah, but I think the same producer and director. So. I think for a lot of people that soundtrack guy is the most important piece. It's like because they love that music. Um, yes, especially our editor-in-chief. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Square Enix showed off a new Tomb Raider Go game. So I guess their little turn-based uh, games based on their franchises are going to be the Go series of games. So they had Hitman Go last year. Now they got Tomb Raider Go. I haven't seen it, but I've, I'm hearing good things about how they converted this one over. Is it out it already? Seems... Not yet. Oh, okay. But it sounds very smart from what I've... Just the stuff I've been hearing. All right. Um... Next off, uh, Kingdom Hearts is trying to teach people how to spell, uh, pronounce Greek letters with uh, Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key. Um, I thought that was Kai, but it's in a little X, and I think in Greek that's Kai or Key, and so it's called Kingdom Hearts Unchained, and then you see the little X, and you realize, oh, that's I'm supposed to say that, so it's Unchained Key. It's going to be coming out in North America. It looks like a weird mobile game, because it's a weird mobile game. And uh, its story will tie in Kingdom Hearts 3 somehow. Yay. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3 itself, its trailer kind of showed off like these two characters, which I don't know who they are. Are they young versions of like some of the villains in the game? I don't know what's going on. Whatever. They, they were playing a really weird version of chess, and we were supposed to understand... It looked like there was supposed to be some symbolic meaning to their fake chess game whose rules we didn't know by the end of that trailer. And, like, how are we supposed to know? We don't know how your chess game works. How can that mean anything to us? I'm sorry. I'm complaining about their trailer. Star Ocean's getting a new game. Who's happy about that? Um, Depends. Okay. <laughs> Star Ocean Integrity and Faithlessness, which is a terrible title, um, but let's go with it. <laughs> It was previously announced in Japan. It's coming out in North America next year as a PS4 exclusive. I don't know. Does this happen in the MMO? Is it not in the MMO? Is it in the MMO? They play in the MMO. Is this? Um, I, I don't know what's going on in that story anymore. When this happens, um, and it's set sometime between two and three. Between two and three. Okay. Yeah. So all that stuff where they break the Star Ocean universe. Let's. We're just ignoring all that now. Yeah, you it's, can ignore that. You just ignore all that for for the end of time. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, I, I went and checked the uh, I went and checked the Kingdom Hearts three trailer. Uh, one of those characters is a villain, and the other one isn't. Oh, okay. So you do recognize who they are? All right. Yes, they're both from. Uh, they're both from. If you've played Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, you can probably guess who they are. All right. 
Is one of them the sorcerer from the sor- from the Fantasia movies? No, one of them is Square's version of the sorcerer. Oh, okay, cool. Because, well, the character of Master Eriquus, who first featured in Birth by Sleep, um, the name Eriquus is an anagram of Square in the oh, same way that Yen God. Sid is an anagram of Disney. Oh, just kill and, me now. Yeah, I think they're going to have a small problem, though. Yeah? Yeah, um, I think the guy they got to... Oh, well... No, I'm confusing them with the primary villain who was voiced by Leonard Nimoy, who is now dead. Now dead, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Sam Wright or something? Am I wrong? Oh, I and know. also, and Christopher Lee was also involved. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he played Anson the, they were he all played Anson the Wise in Kingdom Hearts 2. Did he? Okay. Yeah, that was Christopher Lee. Jeez. So um yeah they what they push a prop they um, mm-hmm. no, I'm maybe they need to stop using such old actors. <laughs> no, I mean because those are maybe. great choices. Well, maybe it's... not for like massively long games with ridiculously long development times that have sequels. I suppose. I mean, yeah, you're right. Their their performances are actually pretty damn good. Yeah, and I'm not necessarily sad that uh that Christopher Lee passed. He had a great. I mean, if I. <laughs> I should be so lucky to live that long and have half the uh, have half the life he had, you know. Oh yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, I want to release metal albums when I'm in my eighties. Yeah, or you know, the ability to show up on any film, chew the scenery, and get you know knighted for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he lived. A, I mean, that's that's a death we shouldn't be sad. He had a long, full, successful, well accoladed life. We should all be so mm-hmm. lucky. Okay, now that we so, brought uh, it down, <laughs> brought it down. I'm celebrating his life. Know, I'm not. I'm not, more, I'm not okay. celebrating his death. So, uh, uh, so, um, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, it makes you feel like the Centauri got it right. You know, <laughs> never know. That. Only Mac know. would get my battle that was, uh, Babylon yeah. Five. Good reference. Oh Christ! Who are you? What? Do Damn you it, want? Manny! Stop making me feel old. <laughs> Babylon 5. So, uh, have we run out of conferences at last? This was our Finally. last Not quite. best we've still got a bit, hope yeah. for oh, Final for which Fantasy 7. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they need to finish. I love the techno mages in Babylon 5. They need to bring that show back. All right, I want more Marcus or whatever his name was. All right. Will so, you settle for Technomancers instead? Um, we'll get to that. But yes, I would. Square Enix has announced the Final Fantasy Portable app. Or, excuse me, Portal app. Um, it is a app that you is already out in Japan, where you can on your phone get all access to all the Final Fantasy news, and it'll have a triple triad in it. Nobody cares. Okay, so. <laughs> um, and Yay. Tokyo RPG Factory is making a new RPG called Project Setsuna. It'll be. It is in development, and sometime next year, maybe it'll come out. I don't know what that means. I kind of like a company called Tokyo RPG Development. Tokyo RPG Factory. Or, sorry, that's what I meant. I just just cranking them out now, Anna. We need there a was... computer algorithm that it can generate anime characters and computer RPG. I mean, well, you RPGs. are in luck because the PC had its entirely own press conference. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So The but, PC gaming conference. Yes, by PC Gamer. Hosted by Day9, who is a great personality. People, A lot of people know from his StarCraft 2 stuff. 
he's uh he did the the show i've only watched about 10 minutes of it so here's a wrap up of pc gaming did anybody watch this no no i stayed up for 2 a.m the last two nights and this one didn't seem worth it i stayed up until 2 a.m i'm doing other stuff so i was just (laughs) want to sleep all right well um here's the games that were announced because they did a terrible this site i've been using for all the other press conferences didn't really talk about the news of the pc gaming show it's like all the gaming press just decided to ignore this show and there's a good reason for it because it was scheduled at 6 p.m on tuesday right after the show floor closed and the doors actually close to the event at 6 p.m so they expected you to enter the show floor early. at five yeah so you'd have to leave the show around 4.30 to get there because it was off-site. And, they and like most, pe- most working professionals are like, no, we, are you kidding me? We're busy. It's, like, it's fine if you don't want to save seats for the press. That's fine. But you know, I, if I got to choose between something where I have a seat si- or, or a show where I can actually get coverage done or this press conference that I might not even be able to get into and I'm giving up show coverage, I, I can't do that. So um, whatever. So the coverage was a little weird, but the whole thing's online, so you can just watch it. It's for the people at home, yeah, that's so that's the, fine. That's the big thing. Yeah. Things I can do live here right now or something yeah. I can watch later. Exactly. So um, I, I still need to watch it later. I'll be doing that after I record this. Um, but let's see. Things that showed up. Killing Floor 2, Star Citizen, Deus Ex, Total War Warhammer, Fable Legends, Gigantic, American Truck Simulator, Eve Valkyrie, Ion, Strafe, Pillars of Eternity, White March, the new expansion. Um... Let's see, what day is it? I cannot say anything else about that. All right, Guild Wars 2, Heart of Floor. By the way, Manny, that Pillars of mm. Eternity stuff was embargoed till Tuesday. Yes, I forwarded the email around. Okay, I didn't... Well, they told us while we were there, but it's like, what the... Why are you telling us stuff at E3 that we can't they talk about? They did the same thing last year. <sighs> Guild Wars 2, Heart of Thorns, Hitman, Arma 3, Tanoa, um, Beyond Eyes, Dirty Bomb, Tacoma, Soma, Daisy, Take on Mars, Block Project Blue Streak, Enter the Gungeon, Heroes of the Storm, Eternal Conflict, the new expansion, StarCraft II, Legacy of the Void showed up, and No Man's Sky. So, yes, it is on PC. And then they announced some new games. Rising Storm 2, Killer Instinct for PC, Gears of War Ultimate Edition, Planet Coaster Simulation Evolved from the creators of Elite Dangerous. Yes, a Yeah, except the creators of Elite Dangerous are also the people responsible for making Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. So, oh, okay. So that's they do know a thing or two about Roller about Coaster Simulators. Co- about, yeah. Yeah, about making co- uh, coaster games. Cool. It's basic, it is basically Roller Coaster Tycoon, the new name for Roller Coaster Tycoon 4. All right, cool. So there you go. Um, I don't have any other details other than that. <laughs> <laughs> but, Sorry, well, I wasn't really expecting anything beyond that. But. Yeah, that's uh, those are games. They showed up there. Go watch the stream if you want to see more on it. Um, I I didn't hear positive things on my Twitter. I don't know, but at least the PC got some sort of presence dedicated to itself there. And Microsoft was a po- running around apologizing for not supporting the PC gaming platform enough and saying they're <laughs> going to do it better now. So whatever. All right. So let's see. Uh, so how should we cover this now? All right, here. Whew. All right, Manny, should we start talking about what, we, what we've seen? No, I think we need to take a quick break for our sponsors because yep. we've been sitting here for like two hours. Okay, so we're going to and... take a quick break and we'll be back in a few minutes. So everyone, <laughs> take a break.
and we're back. More E3 2015 coming at you. Emmanuel Marino, was the first thing we hit on Tuesday? It was uh, Dark Souls 3, right? I was not there for that. You were not there. Okay, I got to go to Dark Souls 3, which was a presentation where they gave the mic to the guy who could speak Japanese and didn't mic the guy who was translating, which I still haven't figured out what they were thinking on that one. Um, and we got to see Dark Souls 3 played, and it was Dark Souls... It was more Dark Souls. <laughs> um, they were showing off new things that you could do with the weapons and kind of how they played. It was all... It was all... Um, it was all the stuff. It's just uh, weapon stuff. They weren't really playing around showing the story and the PvP or any of this other stuff. Um, but they were showing kind of how weapons work and how there's ready stances now with certain weapons. And some weapons can launch enemies up into the air so you can kind of do a little bit of a short juggle on them in the air and then and then take them down and that helps you kind of break them and there are certain attacks you can do the break shields now so i i'm not going to try and explain the weapon mechanics to you because i'm i'm just not equipped for that because um uh, thankfully zach who is a big dark Souls fan was there and he wrote up a nice impression for us good i wrote one too but his is better so go read his no well it's good to have two perspectives yes <laughs> Uh, he, uh, or rather the, the Dark Souls stuff looks cool. It is following the story of the Lord of Cinder. So if you know anything about Dark Souls lore, maybe you know what that means. Cause I don't, um, so, uh, oh, and they made knights hard again. Uh, I remember that being a big thing for them is talk about how knights would be hard again. Uh, unlike Dark Souls two, they went back to Dark Souls one style of knights. Um, and, uh, the creator Miyazaki mentioned during his Dark Souls demo that in going and doing the Lovecraftian horror type setting in Bloodborne made him really, really long for a fantasy setting instead. So now they're back to Dark Souls 3 where it's going to be a fantasy game. And he is involved in this one much more heavily than 2. Um, but the Dark Souls 2 director, or one of them, is involved in this one as well. So they've got two directors. So he can focus on the gameplay and the other director can focus on everything else. Um, and they're hoping that this shapes up to be a better game. He said something really weird about this being the last game before he becomes president of uh, of From Software. The thing is, he's already president of From Software, according to everything I could find online. So I don't really... I think that was mistranslated somehow. So I don't know if he's this is the last one he's focusing on before he focuses more on presidential duties, or if he's trying to say that now that he's president, he can make sure that he can do a better job on this one. I don't know. I don't know what it, that they were trying to say with that. But um, yeah, there you go. Dark Souls. Uh, then uh, we had some videos up of stuff that we that Zach was able to play up at the Bandai Namco booth. Go check those out. Let's see. What do we got? Um, we have the media of... Oh, these aren't in order for that. Okay. Uh, the, the Tales of Zestiria, right? I think we have... Yeah, I think they're the ones we've only got at the moment because I think we need to edit the Sword Art ones. Yeah, Sword Art Online needs to be re-uploaded, yeah. Yeah, so they'll be coming during the week. Okay. Um, see, I don't see the Tales of one on here either. I see the gameplay demo. Oh, I see. We're putting it in the impression section. Okay, cool. That makes sense. All right. Yeah, so you can watch and play Tales of Zestiria, and we'll have Sword Art Online up with the correct subtitle for the game soon. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy fourteen. I did an interview with Naoki Yoshida along with MMORPG.com. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Not only that, not only that, we have the full audio because Chris recorded the thing. So it's in the dialogue trees feed. Yeah. You can go listen to it. 
And it should be linked from the impression as well, unless uh, yeah. Alex changed how I had planned that, which would be fine. No, that's, uh, actually Mac did it, but yeah, it's at the bottom. Oh, sorry, unless Mac changed it. Yeah, it's uh, linked right off the impression, so go check out the... Um, or if you just want the... Yeah, it's all there. Great. And I, and I tried to to summarize the main points as well in the in the impression write-up if you don't want to listen to a 45-minute interview. <laughs> I think the people who like Final Fantasy XIV want to listen to a 45-minute interview. <laughs> well, still. Um, well, no, I that's mean, about no, how long I'm it actually, takes to read the patch slides. <laughs> yeah. I am actually was just more with... Uh, I actually just kind of want to meet the guy, really. Uh, he's a cool guy. Time. And just it, give him a handshake for, for making an awesome game. He's got some style. It's got a lot of I rings. met him a few times. I remember once we had an appointment to play the game, and like as we're walking in, um, he's standing there and going like, oh, no, are you going to be watching us? And he started laughing. <laughs> Because uh, that's the last thing you want, right? Is the creator watching you play his game, quietly judging you? <laughs> <laughs> so the question that uh, the, the big one I had for them was, what are they going to do for people who need to catch up to do Heaven's Word content? And they were kind of uh, they told me they were approaching it in a couple ways. First, the story quests from A Realm Reborn all the way up through to Patch Two Point Five Five had all their XP doubled and new uh, gear drops added to them. And so a new player can get to level 50 just from doing the main story content, and you'll end up with item level 110 gear somehow in the process. Um, and secondly, the duty finder is being altered so that like a friend could just partner up with you and kind of guide you through some of the dungeons, um, even with a big level gap, which you couldn't do before. So now your, your level 60 friend can help their level 15 newbie get through some of the dungeon stuff alone, So just the two of them. So that sounds uh, that sounds nice for getting people spread through the game and getting caught up to Heaven's Word. Um, I don't know what happens if you've finished all the story content and you're not the full level. Uh, you're not at max level, so I don't know what you do. I guess you still have to grind a little or something. I don't know, but um, no, it's, you can't actually do the you can't do um, the 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 final quests in the story are all gated at level fifty anyway. Oh, okay. So you've probably already. So if, yeah. if you're it, at that it, point where you've gotten to the gates and you need to catch up, I don't think that they have much for you, except hopefully those final quests will give you some good gear rewards. Yeah, so. well, the idea is is you have to be uh, item level... Um, I can't remember the ones in between, but you have to be item level 90 by the time you get to patch 2.55, as there are two, uh, there are two com- um, tr- uh, boss fights that require it. Hmm. Cool. So... But apparently they give you item level uh, one ten. That's what which they is said. Twenty above, twenty above the requirements. Yeah, so, so that's what they'd said. I can't validate that. I don't know if that's actually happening in game now properly, or if he misspoke. It, believe but... it. I believe it is because the patches that the patch that has made the change has already gone in. Okay. Cool. So I'll discuss it when we do what we've been playing. Uh, our. <laughs> I didn't. I was actually going to skip that this week, but. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> well, hey, no, sorry, I'm laughing about something else. All right. You made us write it down. I did. Okay. Well, I'll just no, I, I, I didn't even edit those notes this week, so I'm sorry. I didn't. Well, that's all right. Um, well, it's okay. So what I was going to say why was. Why don't you the, tell us? Have you tried the patch? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm in the early access for. Oh, okay. Because uh, I pre-ordered Heavensward, so, so I get early access. So you're in Heavensward so. now. Sorry. You're in Heavensward now. Yes. All right. I haven't done any of the um, like the new expansion quest stuff outside. But you got to of Ishgard, un- right? Yeah, I got to Ishgard, yep. unlocked the new jobs, and have basically spent all my time since then leveling. Which is perfect because that's what they said in the interview they wanted people to do. <laughs> so yeah. you're so helping exactly them out. What I'm doing as well. 
Well, the thing is, is they've instanced uh, on the on the heaviest population servers. They've instanced um, a couple of the areas um, to alleviate overcrowding issues, mm. including the one that I'm in at the moment, mm-hmm. which is not one of the expansion areas. I'll point out. It's just one of. It's like it's the popular leveling area. So what they they did say is when you finally do get back to doing the Heavensward story, it's apparently fifty hours of content just for the story stuff. Yes, apparently Heavensward is about as big as 2.0. Not 2.0 with all of the patches added to it, but 2.0. Yeah, so they also said they're never doing another expansion this big again. <laughs> they balance people. We're going to kill them for adding three new jobs to the game. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's Heavensward. You can go listen to the interview, get all the extra details I didn't put in the highlights, and uh, listen to... The tra- if you want to hear uh, Yoshida-san talk himself, then you can do that. Um, b- b- Remember, b- join Leviathan. Join Leviathan. Play join with- Leviathan. It's where the people from RP Gamer are mostly playing. And how do they find you on that server? Uh, well, basically, yeah. On the forums. On the forums is a good On the place. forums? Not, yeah. Don't look you up in-game? Okay. Well, do that as well, but... Well, what are your names is- in-game? Well... If you do a search for Quinn, you can probably find me. I'm okay. not sure how many other Quins there are. All right. If you do a search for Sevy with two Vs, that'll probably find me. I think there's like five of them. S E V V Y. I. S E V V I. All right. Yeah. Um, Just message yeah, like, all yeah, five like, of like, them and say, "Are you the one from RP Gamer?" Yeah. yeah normally, no. we have a uh, a link. In, there's there's a link somewhere in the threads um, that I repost occasionally, um, which is basically the list of everyone that's in the guild because I think everyone has access to invite people. Oh, good. Right. So, not just the officers, anyone, literally anyone with uh, our guild tag can invite you to the guild, basically. If I ever went back to the game, I could invite people. Yeah. Yes. Although I think you, I actually gave your character officer before you stopped playing. So, oh, okay. So most of them, I think most of the RP gamer staff have, have some kind of officer permission. My problem is I want to finish up all that 11 stuff I'm doing before I get into 14. So That's yeah, fine. It'll be here for you. Exactly. I think the thing is... is um, yeah, okay, people are, you know, I don't know, rushing through the content. I'm grinding like crazy just because I want this, I want my Astrologian at level 50, but, you know, this expansion pack's got to keep us going for, what, two years or something? Yeah, maybe. So, All right. All right. I'm, only, I'm only grinding it now because that's when other people are around. All right. There so you, you just running dungeons to get experience, or are you grinding? Nah, I think, I'm fake grinding at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, some people are doing dungeons. Yeah, the, we 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 have this rare situation because Dark Knight as a job is so popular at the moment um, that uh, the you know the um, Final Fantasy fourteen has a version of World of Warcraft's like adventure. Uh, sorry, uh, like bonus for for doing it as a as um, a tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the moment, that's currently DPS. Wow, because all the tank slots are being taken. Well, what about the healers you got enough healers too yeah there's a lot of healers around as well but obviously there's only one tank and one healer compared to two dps ah all right so there are people trying out machinist i mean you know i'm in a party with three of them right now yeah but there are also three astrologians and two dark knights in this party Mm. wow so and Mm. i was in a party yesterday which was six dark knights party time so it's popular Manny, you went over to Natsume, right? Natsume? Ugh. Do we have to talk about them? Those guys suck. Oh, hey. Manny. Wait, is that... 
Anna's not here right now. <laughs> oh, nobody took the bait. It's pointless. Wasting my time with that. Yeah, Manny was trying to make fun of you, but you weren't here. Oh, she's coming back. Okay, this should be good. Now, here we go. Here we go. Manny, you went to Natsume, right? Yes. What a delightful bunch of group of people. All right, so um, we were just there to check out uh, Harvest Moon Seeds of Memories. Yeah. We have a small interview with Graham that should be going up soon. 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 But to be fair, I I can't really say much about the game. I mean, I hate to call you, I don't know, but there wasn't much of a demo there to be had. No, and that's exactly what was intended. So I, I don't know. I can't tell you much of anything. I can tell All I can tell you is what we were told, which was like, well, I'm sure Anna could do a better job at that. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a retro throwback. It's coming yeah. to Wii U. It's coming to PC. It's coming to iOS, Android. Um, they're not looking to nickel and dime us. So you'll be buying like 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 five seeds per pack for like two, <laughs> for like two dollars or anything like that. Um, but everything else seems like it's up in the air and in flux. Yeah, I mean, it's still really early in development. And so, you know, a lot of the typical polish you would find in a game that's more complete or a game that we're localizing and just haven't gotten around to releasing, it's a different situation. So so at this point, I asked about stuff like customization of your character mm-hmm. or like cloud saves, all that, all that stuff is still on the table. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is so. the nice thing is because the development's in-house now, like, feedback goes from me to Taka, Great. which is a much shorter line than with uh, Bokumono because we were two separate companies. So there you go. If you do have any hopes or or ambitions, goals for this, get, get on uh, tweet at Natsume or get on the Facebook page. Tell them what's the most important thing to you. In this kind of a game, and hopefully, and maybe they'll they'll do something about it. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the decisions going into Seeds of Memories were definitely made um, because of fan feedback. So, I'd say at this point, uh, just wait for the interview, and you can hear it directly from the man himself. It's hard to try to demo Harvest Moon at E three. Hmm. Because you have this really expansive uh, simulation farming RPG, and it's sort of like, what do you prioritize showing people? Petting some cows. Right. But I mean, the funny (laughs) thing is, is last year, the Lost Valley had this sort of very broad uh, demo that you could do pretty much whatever you wanted to, and it had a bunch of things to interact with, and everybody complained that they didn't know what to do. So this year, Seeds of Memories had a very guided experience. It's like, these are the things that you can do. These are the people that you can talk to. And people are like, this isn't expansive enough. So it's like, yeah. All right, so there you go. It's hard to make a good E3 demo in general. It's hard to make a good Harvest Moon demo. Yeah, there'll be like a bunch of stuff up, like the RP Gamer coverage, and there's like developer diaries and stuff coming, so. Cool. Yep. 
I'm just sort of in this awkward situation where there's lots of things that I can say, but I don't want to be self-aggrandizing. So, All right. We'll so let the- Graham self-aggrandize for you. <laughs> <laughs> so watch for the video. So the next thing I think we saw was uh, uh, Deus Ex, which we talked about, followed by XCOM 2. Uh, did Looks you go to this? fantastic. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah, no, hang on. Hype, hype. You know, all, on, all aboard the hype, Avenger. Oh, it looks really good. It, it's There were cinematic moments in the first in uh, the XCOM reboot, Enemy Unknown, where, you know, when you're taking a shot or you get spotted from Overwatch. But this one seems like they're integrating it a lot more into it. So because you're a rebel group fighting, you know, these alien oppressors, you'll be in a city and maybe you'll see your face on a, one of your characters' faces on a wanted poster and then he'll make a comment about it. And then, like, the squad leader will be like, cut the chatter, roger that, shutting up, sir. And they'll keep on moving. Or, like, when you do alert after you, like, do, like, this great ambush of some advent troops, then maybe they'll scare away the crowd by knocking a few people with the butts of their gun. And, like, and, like, there was really, like, it felt like it was so much more dynamic and so smooth and cinematic because those little breaks between moving and then the cool little scene playing out have been shortened. So it goes, like, immediately from you plan out this thing, cool thing, you see a cool thing happen. So even after we thought we killed everyone, the the snake lady, like, slithered out and immediately started doing some stuff. When we thought that was, de- that was dealt with after uh, they chopped him in half... Mind you, this is all something we watched, and I'm sure they sped up a lot of stuff for the sake of the demo. Yeah, but... I heard they had a, they had sped up a lot of stuff just because, again, doing an E3 demo when you need, like, what, 30, 40 minutes to clear a map? Mm-hmm. Difficult. Yeah. If you're trying it to compress like... it all into, like, 10 minutes, then, yeah, I can understand what they did. It seems like most of what they sped up was that giving uh, enemies attack moves right away was the biggest speed up thing rather than, like, waiting a turn. But other than that, though, if that's what they're going for in oh, no. terms of... Apparently, they also flubbed a few things like uh, making rookies being able to hit things. And yeah, yes. Just, and, and that is fair enough. Being, and the snake person being able to basically insta-kill, like, the rookie in response. Yeah. Apparently, but, that will take a little little longer. Because the, um, the Seekers in XCOM Enemy Within still took, like, what, three turns to kill a trooper or something? Yeah, fair enough. So, But at the very least, if they're doing it, if the stuff, like, when, when, when uh, the bomb was planted and you see, like, your character with their own, like, now they have, like, different accents, your character commenting on it, placing the bomb and then running away, or the turret coming out of the, out of the car unexpectedly and then starting to shoot, if they, as long as they keep that stuff fluid and cinematic, it'll still feel like a much richer experience. And the comedy just looks cool, sneaking around, shooting dudes. Yeah. Um, oh, and apparently the attack when the when the new uh, muton brute like knocked the character into the into the into the the truck, that's gonna be that's dynamic now, and that'll just happen if you're next to something to get knocked into. So you you can get knocked unconscious, and then we had the guy getting picked up over the shoulder, and then like evacuating. So yeah, it should be a bit quicker, more dynamic, and it's all procedurally generated now. So there's even more replay value than ever before. Yeah, um, yeah. The sit like the, the city urban area is now going to be procedurally generated. Also, I think they took some feedback from. Um, are you familiar with the long war mod? Uh, which is like people are saying that's like the real thing to play for, right? Just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, because it adds. Well, I, I think I'm, I don't know. Did I mention? I, I know I've mentioned it on the cast actually. But one of the one of the small changes that they did to soldier customizations was um, they went and record uh, recorded a bunch of additional uh, voice packs. For your soldiers, 
Um, so while the main game, Enemy Within added a bunch of European ones, I think. So, Fre you know, like French, Spanish, um, those kind of, you know, Italian, that kind of thing. Um, the yeah, the, the the this the endless um, um, long war adds uh, British, like British, you know, like a British accent, uh, but it also adds an Aussie one and a couple of additional foreign accents as well. I think uh, does Portuguese, like kind of Portuguese Brazilian sort of thing. I, I heard something that's like I, I think one of the characters was like from like had like a slight African accent, and some I think some were like directly from South Africa. They were definitely mixing it up. To, to make yeah, a I think feel. I think they've made a lot of. I think they're taking that on board, and I now have done like a lot of additional voice acting for it, which is good. Yeah, and it was like you know, some really like, cool moments, like when the when the drone came in and started hacking. That was like a. I love that it was like it wasn't like okay, drone move stop load hacking thing stop. It was like drone moved in. You started. You chose what you wanted in the hacking menu. Then you had control of the turret, and then you started shooting on some people. It was like. They sped that up, which should make a lot of those battles move much quicker. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess that's XCOM. And yeah, no, that, that's XCOM. It looked like XCOM Plus, you know? So, uh, same thing with Deus Ex. Mm -hmm. we, we made it better, yo. <laughs> yeah, here's, here's, here, we made a really, really good first game. Now we're just going to make any, you know, the same game, but a lot better. What else you see in the first game, Manny? On the first day, I can't tell you first day. I didn't do by day, but I, I'll just give you the list of stuff, and you tell me what else. Because um, we saw XCOM, we saw Days X, uh, we saw Cosmic Star Heroine. We did an interview with Bo with a uh, with Boyd on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, I say just watch that. He, he goes through it pretty. <laughs> did we get that video too? Yeah, we we played the whole demo. And okay, he I just through don't see thing. it linked here, though, so that's why I'm. Like, yeah, it's at the top of the demo section. Just the impression is. Oh, is it? Um, yeah, I don't see the the video. Okay, that might not have been added. Okay, no, it's definitely it's definitely on the. the it's post on the YouTube. Oh, on the. Index? It's on the YouTube, but I think I've done a post now. I don't think I've. That might have been skipped off the E3. Oh, because oh. we had a prompt the first upload. That was. Oh, the thing. we had to pull it off. And yeah. we got to add it back. At an incorrect yeah. time of like two hours. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it I, I repeated have... about eight times. So that's what it is. We just have to add the fixed version back. Yeah. No, I have I have posted it on the news. I just haven't put it on the E3 page for some reason. Okay, thank you. <laughs> cool. All right, so Cosmic Star Heroin, go check that out. That looks awesome. I was watching that demo, and it looked like I want to play that. Yeah. He, uh, he was a delight to talk to. He was, it was nice just having him there, like jumping in and explaining stuff as we went along. It was great. And Zach really liked its combat. So I can't talk to. The, I only watched it, and most of the time I was like hold, watching the microphone. <laughs> a little funny tidbit. I don't know if it came up on the microphone, but a guy came up to us going, "What's going on? What's this? <laughs> what is this?" And I had to go. We're recording an interview right now. And he walked away, and then he looked back. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, really it's off. funny because people were either really apologetic about accidentally interrupting your interview, or they were so utterly oblivious. I was doing an interview um, at the Natsume booth at the same time they were doing one of those like shout and we'll throw you stuff off the stage at the booth across from us, and people were like walking in front of the camera constantly, like the poor camera girl. 
put stuff, uh, put herself on one side of the camera and put a whole bunch of crap on the other side of the camera. And people were tripping over the crap and falling into the shot. <laughs> Jeez. Because they were too busy playing Fallout Shelter while walking through the convention shelter. No, they just weren't paying attention. Oh, that's too bad. I think we're pretty good about that one. Because Ed has a massive tripod and he stands right behind it. I'm just wondering, like, how do we do that better? Everyone's got to dress up like they're professional newscasters. Well, yeah, I mean, it's funny because we have the really big tripod. We have a problem with this all the time. It packs, too, where I end up having to stand there kind of with my arms outstretched so that people don't. And even funny, even funnier is, is um, twice last packs, I'm standing there with my arms outstretched. The people don't walk in front of the camera and they come up to me and tap me on the shoulder. It's like, excuse me, you're in my way. When you when you're sitting there with your arms tapped, I'm standing with my arms out. So that no one can walk in front of the camera. And people will come up to me like, get out of the road. It's like, dude. And then you tell them we're you recording. You are nine interview. inches taller than me and you can't see the camera? Like Do they usually apologize and go around at that point? Um, no. no. They act upset. and be, you're, you're, Specifically, you're probably talking about the Indie Mega Booth area. Where no. nobody can move anyway. No, the oh. problem was um, when we were recording at the WB booth. Oh, all right. Remember how we did that interview for... No, I don't. No, let's not okay. get too okay. buried in details. Here. Sorry. <laughs> all right, cool. It's not so... a problem just at the Indie Mega booth. It's all not right, a right. problem just where there's a small amount of room. All right, cool. So uh, anyway, back to Ka- Cthulhu Saves... No, Cosmic Star Heroine, right? <laughs> all right, we're good. Yeah, just we're watch good? it. Okay, watch the thing. I, I'm not right. the person to comment on it. All right, sounds good. Okay. It's we down got... the e-feed page. All right, we've got a good... Yeah, it's, we've got it everywhere. It's got demos and impressions. Um, Wednesday morning we did the D and D RPG Sword Coast Legends. Uh, oh, yeah. Zach and I went to that. It was fantastic. I got to kill so many people in my party. I was the DM. Don't let me be yeah, the that, DM. That was my favorite impression yes. to edit so far. The lesson uh, was we it? have learned <laughs> is yeah. absolutely when we get this game and we're playing it together as RP gamer staff. Chris is banned from being the GM. So I killed a lot of things with spiders. And then I started getting bored and started decorating with whatever models they had available, which in this case were dead horse models. So I started laying them out on the floor, putting blood pools underneath, and setting them on fire, which I thought really added to the decor of the dungeon. Um, other people didn't agree. Uh, so the way this works is there's a full there's a there's an RPG in a story mode that you can go through by yourself and just control the character yourself, or you can go co-op with your friends up to like four people playing through the story. Or there's a D&D, uh, the DM mode, which is what we demoed, um, which lets you be, lets one of you guys be a DM and s- design a dungeon. They sat down, they designed the dungeon from scratch using their dungeon generating features in about five minutes. Um, they, they had it set up like it, it auto did a bunch of encounters and they went and said, let's tweak this one and add this sort of boss here and did that. And so in five minutes they're done. They have a full den- uh, dungeon for, to run through and we started going through it and I was the DM and once the dungeon's made and the people start going through it, the DM can do things like, you know, maybe you'll be all on voice chat and you can just narrate the dungeon and kind of talk through each room or something. Or you can have be adding flavor text on the on the NPCs so that when they click on them, they start saying things or they have indications. Or you can throw hints into the environment, like drop a sign, say, go this way, stupid, um, things like that. So 
You can do that sort of stuff. So they're playing together, trying to figure out the dungeon. And as they kill things, you get threat, which you can then spend on more monsters, more traps, more things to put in the environment. And the the cosmetic items don't cost you anything. Just throw up as, as many dead horses into the room as you want. But the monsters and stuff, you have to uh, you have to earn the right to do that. So I was saving up for these giant demon spawning demons. Um, it was very, very um, redundant. But these demon spawning demons were fantastic because you throw them down there and the party would basically die to them. Now, they had cheat on, so the last person couldn't die. But, you know, they, they were fully wiping for the most part and then um, having to revive everybody while being swarmed by spiders that were shooting poison and on fire, which I thought was fantastic. Um, my favorite part was putting traps in the room that were really easy to detect and then right behind those traps, putting traps that were really hard to detect so they think they've disarmed the traps and stopped looking for traps, and then they hit the other traps. Um, it was fun. You're uh, evil. <laughs> You're so just evil. In this, in this demo was Cheapy D and Shipwreck from CheapAssGamer.com. They were two of the other f- the people doing the demo, along with me and Zach. And um, at the end, Cheapy had to go, and he comes over to me and says, You are the worst DM ever. And I was like, all right, mission accomplished. I, I think I did a good job now. So I felt pretty proud about that. And uh, that mood, mode was extremely fun. I don't know how often you could do that to your friends before they would stop playing with you. But um, it does show that the, the mode has a lot of power and options and avail- just things you can do. And I really hope that when this comes out that we can do like a, a group RPG, RP gamer um, playthrough of a custom campaign or something where everyone gets together and we put the whole thing up on a, a Google Hangout video or something like that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it hey, looks give cool. me give me some giant robot models, and I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I think it's uh, going to be more of a fantasy tile set, unfortunately. But um, dang it, I bet you, I bet you there'll be user generated stuff like that if you need it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we're going through killing demons. All of a sudden, a Gundam descends from the skies. What do you do? Um, see if it's friendly. Nope, it's not friendly. <laughs> I guess Are you playing die. Doom? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, Sword Coast Legends. Um, you went to the Old Republic, right, Manny? Which we talked about. I will oh, make yeah, one last did, comment right? about yeah. that. It was interesting that that demo was – well, they were smart. They were in a good mood and they were happy and chipper. It's because they had a meeting room that was catered food on the, on the second floor. That was, <laughs> was, was appointment only. So the they were still in a great mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing about it was like when I walked in there, it was like, oh, wait. This is your lead designer – who also was the lead designer on the old republic on Knights of the Old Republic. You have the lead the game director, the lead level designer, the lead marketing director, and the lead game coordinator. And they were all in the same room. They're all sitting next to me and they're all paying attention to me. Like, oh hi, how's it going? So what do you know about the old republic? Tell me about the old republic. Do you know a lot about Star Wars and about Bioware's history? I'm like, oh my goodness. They're That's all here and they're all right? looking at yeah. me. So it's like when it's I went- weird though when you get like le- legitimately like the t- the head of this every single head of the studio in one room all telling you about how their game is awesome and what they're up to. Yeah. It was even more weird than that time we went into that room from my very first appointment and it was Kawazu and it was and for a game we didn't play yet because it was like the first hour of the show. I so know, let's right? talk about Crystal Bearers. Like, okay, what? let's talk about it. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> all right. <laughs> So I should have said, I'm just glad I didn't say I have your game on my phone. <laughs> Warhorse so Studios had an appointment with us after that. See how did that? They had an appointment with us because we're Who? Warhorse Studios. Okay. Yes, this was Kingdom and Come, and apparently very popular on our YouTube channel already. Thirty, almost thirty-five thousand views. 
35,000? 35,000 views. Man, yeah. I wish it's I... getting a it's Dang getting it. a lot of traction in Eastern Europe. Just so you know, our monetization is not working right. So it's like there's ads playing, but the money isn't being credited to us. It really you pisses need to me ads. off, huh? Go turn on ads right I now. I did Go turn on it. ads. The problem is the AdSense account isn't set up right. Chris, fix that. You're losing I, money by the hour. Danny, I spent an hour working on it on Wednesday, and now I have to wait for Google to fix it. Uh, oh, forget that. Anyway, the this will make you happy. Okay. The comments are wonderful. So many people are saying, thank you, RP Gamer, for going to this. Thank you, RP Gamer, for recording it. Great interview, RP Gamer. Whatever. Okay. So, Let's stop self filating here. Come on. Let's. Uh, not self filating. It makes me wink, really wink, happy. Wink, 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 wink. It just makes me happy to that. This was the right choice for us this year, and I just—I'm glad it all worked um, out. What Manny's referring to is this year we we decided to focus a lot on just getting gameplay footage of games as many as we could, and especially ones that we didn't think would be covered by other folks. And um, apparently, we found one here that a lot of people didn't cover. So, Kingdom Come Deliverance is kind of like Skyrim, but without all the fantasy and way hardcore. Um, like apparently, like it's Skyrim if Sky if there were no dragons and everything was real. Yeah, so it's trying to be hyper-realistic. It's not really a survival game so much, but it's kind of like a... It is definitely an open-world game that we have, like, a full... Um, yeah, we have a full gameplay demo. They sat down, they gave us a demo, 28 oh. minutes long. You can watch through the entire presentation. Yeah. It's the entire E3 session. It, it's great because you normally don't get to see a whole E3 presentation, so take advantage. This is, like, what is... Like behind the we've got a few us. this year that are just the complete presentations, and I'm really happy about that. Um, yeah. The only problem is that you know when the scenes get dark, the TVs people use are glossy, so they kind of reflect everybody in the room. <laughs> but uh, somebody's yeah. listening to it while celebrities. we record. Yeah, that's me. Sorry. Yeah. So they got a nice looking horse, which I think is appropriate for a studio called Warhorse. Look um, at my horse. My horse is amazing. Yeah. Um, and they show their combat. I'm, the game, the graphically graphical fidelity, of this game is pretty good. Um, I'm as far as what you do and uh, how it plays yet. I don't, it's pretty early, so they got a lot of work to do. Um, but uh, you know, they've got. A, I'm sure a it'll appeal to the base. same kind of people who really got into Arma, who just want like. A, I just I always like get worried thing. about games that look good first rather than play good first because usually you want graphics to. You want to focus on gameplay and then build out from there. So this is kind of seems like it's going from a different direction, so I'm a little concerned there. However, you can watch the whole demo. If this is up your alley and you like this sort of realism, they're the, they're one of the few people developing this or delivering this sort of thing to you. I mean, it's like this or life is futile, and this is, is way more um, immersive, I think. Um, so the, this is going to be what you want to look at. So go check it out. Um, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yeah, oh, this is actually got me quite interested in the game, the demo. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Also one. One my, yeah, it also have one of my favourite bits when he was talking about the uh, nighttime bits. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. you can't. Oh yeah, you, you can't, can't see, see anything. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then even with the torch, you, you still see can't see. <laughs> you only got the torch, can't see shit. So. <laughs> and that's why Vikings didn't do night raids because they can't see anything either. <laughs> That was pretty good, yeah. So they're really going for realism there. And it's true, like, with that game, when it's dark, you really can't see anything, like, other than five feet in front of you. So it's like, whoa. All right. <laughs> uh, middle, medieval Bohemia. And apparently it's based on a real area, so you could find it on Google Maps and kind of... Yeah, that's didn't... the... It's basically the western half of the Czech Republic. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I Now, 
I, I was wondering, like, is they they base it on satellite imagery, but once you get down in the de- the details, it's not like they went through the western half of the Czech Republic and and modeled all the trees, did, did they? Because <laughs> that'd be awesome. Be so- <laughs> hey, hey, uh, the Assassin's Creed people. One of the one of the big things they do is they always go to the city that they're going to go talk yeah, about. But this or, isn't and Assassin's they take, take, Creed. They don't have an Ubisoft yeah. budget here. <laughs> yeah, but they're but stuck they are, they're actually, They are based in the Czech Republic. Okay, so that's that, okay. Form, so it's right. a bit. So they right. just go outside. <laughs> yeah, they just. I, I'm pretty sure they just take like a field trip there. All right, cool. Okay, oh, okay, they're Czech. Cool. By the way, Kingdom, I love all these East European. KingdomComeRPG.com if if you want to actually go. Excuse me, KingdomComeRPG.com, not .com. That would be a different sort of site. And you can go and uh, check out the game there and see what's going on and, uh, and stuff. Raider attack. Okay. Cool. So yeah, let's see. Uh, oh, that's live footage they have there. That's what's going on there. <laughs> they want it. Okay. So, um, Total War Warhammer. We saw next. Um, we didn't um, see any. Supposedly, there's going to be a, like a big RPG element where you're leveling up your heroes, and there are going to be quest lines for those heroes that you continue over. The, but we didn't see any of that. We saw yeah, none of that. and we didn't see any RPG elements to that thing at all. So. We saw. I'll be honest; my eyes kind of glazed over after a little while because it was just literally just we're just panning across the battlefield. I mean, it, it looked again. great. It was a. It, gr- it was a wonderful battle scene. Is like if you like the Total War games and you want to no see context. you want to see dudes on griffins fighting orcs on wyverns. Like this game is for you, and it looked fantastic. It didn't look like an RPG to me. Um, I don't know if the other ones have been. I don't know why we had the appointment. Honestly, at this point. You- Oh, then I know why, and I will take full responsibility. I forgot. I forgot. I asked Lingering you about that. Stress. Well, it doesn't matter. It was a fun. It was a fun demo to see, and it looked fantastic. So, go watch a video of that somewhere, because we don't have one. Because it wouldn't let us film it. Pillars of Eternity. I can't talk about it at all. Till Tuesday, so I don't even know how I'm going to do coverage for that because I will have forgotten my impressions by then. Um, <laughs> this is one of the ones I. Well, I, yeah, you would you say that, but we're already three and a half days or three days out, and I don't even know if I can write it at this point. So that's one of the ones on the list for today to try and get Wait, out. Write out of what? Impressions for Pillars of Eternity. Yeah, that's why you write it at the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that night is when I was fighting with our YouTube account. But Zach went with you, right? Yes. Okay. I have really detailed notes. The question is, will I get something out? Um, all right. So after Pillars of Eternity, though, I did sit down with Wasteland 2 on PC. And for some reason, this was easy to write. Oh, I think because it was all just... So I have an impression up of how the controller works for Wasteland 2 on, um, on, three, hey, on did- PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. There you go. Um, if we didn't go to the war, uh, the Warhammer, you never would have seen Pillars of Eternity. I mean, uh, Wasteland Two on console. I thought that was Pillars of Eternity. That I no, Wasteland think. Two on console. Yeah, I thought Pillars of Eternity is what I came out of and was able to do. No, no, it was yeah, Wasteland it was at Two. Paradox. Was at, was, no, no, yeah. Wasteland Two was at Paradox, not Total War area. Total War was saying. No, no, they. I, I'm telling you right now that yes, they were. I'm so. Confused. It was next to the food. It was All Wasteland right. Two, and then Mighty Number no. Nine was on the wall, next to it. Okay. 
That sounds good. Anyway, so however it worked <laughs> yeah, out. Say, this is too inside baseball. Yeah, however <laughs> it worked out, I got to see Wasteland 2, and Manny, next to Wasteland 2, was sitting Brian Fargo. Um, so there's your intimidation factor. Like, oh, you are like the dude who made what people be <laughs> happy about Fallout. Um, I've already met him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Manny is so damn casual about it. I met it. That's nothing. No oh, he made one of the best RPGs of all time, Knights of the Old Republic. That's cool. Nice to meet you, dude. Cool, bro. Cool story. Bro. He produced Fallout. You know, the Lost oh, oh, Vikings. Oh, you're that Japanese developer Naoki Yoshida who made all the fun. Oh, that's cool, man. Good job. Good job, bro. It's such a Oh, we saw so many. Oh, really quick aside, I'm at the Microsoft thing, we saw how many celebrities we saw. We saw uh, Sun King, who plays Han in the Fast and the Furious. We ran into Felicia Day, Phil Spencer, and the entire like Microsoft executive team, and all his VIPs were there. Um, we the, said the entire giant bomb to any team of these was there. People. Huh? We didn't say anything to any of these people. I told you, like, dude, just say hi to Sun King. He's right there. Just he say what's is, up, man. Nah, he's a total wimp when it comes to this kind of stuff. Because he was freaking out because I was pointing out all the celebrities to him. He was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like, dude, just he's right here. Just say, hey, man, I'm a big fan and walk on. You know what Manny wanted me to do? He wanted me to walk up to Jeff Gersman and say, hey, Jeff, I just, I'm a huge fan. And I just want to let you know so you don't miss him. Han from the Fast and Furious movies is here. You should go say hi to him. <laughs> this is what, no, I'm not doing that. Dude, he would have been like, oh, awesome. Thanks for being a fan. And yeah, I've already, I'm going to go talk to him right now. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, he would have been grateful to you. He probably would have. All right. So. Oh, oh, and we played. Apparently, every single person who played Warzone got to play with some celebrity who was in the VIP line. So, um, like Arthur Geese from Polygon, he played with like Wayne Brady, <laughs> and Conan O'Brien played with the entire team. Uh, the entire like I think uh, so, so, the startup. What's that startup show? Huh? Silicon Valley. The cast, the crew, oh. cast of Silicon Valley. We only got to play of the 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 main young actress from uh, American Horror Story, and her boyfriend. So I was a little disappointed. That's disappointing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't see any other celebrities waiting there with us. Yeah, only the American Horror Story lady. Who honestly, it looked like she was only there for her boyfriend. She could not care. And she looked like she did not give a sh- at all. Is they that why celebr- we won? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. We I think we you did pretty you did smart. You went straight for the the high points. Well, I was like, no. I, I I I got myself shot in the head repeatedly for half the map. Then went straight for the high points. And then I'm once I look- had all the money, I bought a mech suit and started stomping around the map, killing killing dudes, whatever. Because I was they in did a something mech. very smart this year, where they gave out these SD cards and they had these capture devices on top of like key machines. So you would put in the SD card and it would capture the capture it and put it directly onto the SD card. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to upload this video on my account and I'll just have RP Gamer link it or something and you can see from both of our perspectives what this game is. Yeah, It's pretty cool. I wonder if we can have Ed's play some together. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't yeah, want to give... No, 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 no. I'm not giving him more work to do. He's done yeah, enough. Fair enough. I'll just upload it raw to what it yeah. to ours. Okay. Alright. Um, let's see. What was I talking about? It was Wasteland 2. Dude, that game looks rough. Like, it looks like a bad port. Is is. Dude, that game has always looked rough. It looks better it on my PC than it. It looks better on my PC than it looked there on their TVs. And part of that's because it's only running 720p in the console version right now. They're aiming for 1080p. They have not hit it yet. They're hoping they'll get it, but it's launching in like four or five weeks. And so that's I don't okay. know what's going on. 
just like Fallout, the graphics aren't really the point of that game. Well, so. here's the thing. If you have access to the PC version of Wasteland 2, all the features they're making for the console version, you're getting in a patch. So just play the, the patched version on your PC is, is what I'm going to urge people to do for now until unless it comes that they clean it up a bunch before release. All right, Wasteland 2, enough of that. Then we went to Home Focus Interactive, Manny. Um, we saw three games, but I, we'll just we'll I'll just run through the other two real quick. <laughs> they were all uh, the last two were Warhammer games. One, uh, both Warhammer 40k. Mm-hmm. We saw Battle Battlefleet Gothic Armada, which is just like a naval warship game. It looked it's awesome. Space. It was giant spaceships that have no business being in space because they're actually just like flying castles. And apparently this is just a Cathed- thing in Warhammer. Yeah, the, yeah, they're like cathedrals. Yeah, and they're just gothic spaceships flying through space shooting lasers at each other. It was crazy. The demo went a little long because it, <laughs> the guy couldn't quite kill the last enemy. But it was uh, – yeah, look, keep an eye on it if you're at all interested in uh, Warhammer 40K or like big like ship battles. Yeah. Capital ship battles. The second one we saw was um, – Spacehawk Deathwing. Space not Hulk. Spacehawk. Space Hulk, yes. Which, if you remember, like last year or recently, there was another Space Hawk game. This is a different developer. Their take on Space Hawk. Space there's, Hawk being there's like three a Space games coming out right now. So Space Hawk is a board game based on the Marines from Warhammer. Yes, the Space yep. Marines. So, so this, this one, is not a digital version of the board game. This is like inspired by the board game, but how do we make it a first-person shooting game? Okay, the best way I can describe it is if you played um, Star Wars Clone Trooper. Remember that one with the squad? It's you and a squad of of, of space marines, and you're um, clone you're, trooper you're, or republic commando. There you thank you, republic commando. You and a, so if you're playing by yourself, you control what the squad does, but you can have like up to five friends come in, and you're each playing a different role on the squad, and you each have different tasks, and you're sort of going around with these enemies, sort of like uh, what are they? The ter- the the geno stealers, geno stealers, uh, gene stealers. There you Turn go, it. the gene stealers. Off of, off of ships that have been returned from hyperspace. Okay. Um, it looked rough. It's still early, but if you if you really do want that I kind of thing, I don't think it was operative. that rough. It was looked kind of cool, like how like when All you're right. in the armor in your first person view, like your big ass shoulder pads and your giant neck plate kind of come up into your vision area. So like they it's, were it's keeping very the model realistic. Yeah. yeah, it's so that that's something to keep an eye on and finally but the reason why we were there was the technomancer um yeah. if you guys are familiar with spiders they did uh mars warlogs uh of orcs and men they did one recently Beyond, bound by flame yeah bound by flame so this is the this is the same world as mars wars logs they're calling it a spin-off within yeah. the same universe like this is the game apparently the creator wanted to make um when she made the, the studio or something like that so Oh, something like that. That's what they said. <laughs> so the Technomancer, it's about these dudes who are essentially Techno-Jedis. And- yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the thought I got, is that um, when they're fighting with their stabs, they, they, they look like um, Darth Maul, and they shoot like Sith lightning out of their hands. That's why they're Technomancers. Yeah. Um, it sounds... I'll just run it down. <sighs> it sounds like they've learned a lot of lessons building a... The Ginyans' last few were very rough, and as they went along, they got each one got slowly better, sort of like with the Witcher series, except the Witcher people got better big jumps. These guys well, took a lot of smaller jumps to get better. That's mm-hmm. arguable, because I think Bound by Flame was probably the least successful, but it was their first sort of jumping onto PS4, so... So it wasn't... So it was rough? Yeah. 
Okay. Well, this one I looks a little bit. It looks nicer for sure, and it looks a, little far, a fair bit more competent. And it like the bullet points he talked about. It just sounds like like a fairly not open world, but open choice driven, narrative driven RPG with a dynamic combat system with three different stances that you can switch to at any time. So there was like a, a knife and gun, a shield and mace, the staff, and then your technomancer lightning abilities. And this takes place on Mars. Uh, you've been cut off from Earth. The sun is lethal and is mutating people, and there's this weird society that sprung up on this new planet and this new, this new sort of new frontier. And the Technomancers are like this pivotal group in between this warring factions of these two former companies, mining companies, that now become like the law of the land. And, you know, basic thing, companions, if you make choices, companions don't like, they can leave. Just think if you played a Bioware RPG or if you played The Witcher or if you played anything – it seems pretty standard, and I know that sounds bad for most of the companies, but for Spiders, if this game is just a standard RPG, that's great. They've arrived, and it has a unique setting, and that'll be fine. If all they make is just a standard, modern RPG, congrats on them. That's what they need to be. Hey, yeah. I know why... I'm quite, happy. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm quite happy to hear they're going back to the Mars setting, because I think that's probably the most interesting title so far, was Mars Warlocks. Yeah, rather than it their seems generic like fantasy stuff. So, yeah, it's more unique than the stuff they were doing before, and they've definitely learned some lessons. the the count The combat looks smoother. The animations look smoother. The voice acting sounds better. Uh, the, the 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 you can craft everything, and the equipment's more dynamic. You're changing your shoulder pads, knee pads, all of that stuff. Yeah, like so I said, that's that stuff they've already had, and it's actually one of their stronger points in the, the game so far. Is they've got quite good crafting systems. Yeah, so it, it that's that's the weird thing. It's like if if this dem like the the way the demo was presented, if this was like a bigger studio, be like, oh, that was underwhelming. But these guys going like, hey, we're 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 gonna be on par with what you expect from a from a modern RPG at this point. And if and if all it is is on par in a unique story and a unique setting, I think they're gonna be doing just fine. But it was weird because they were like talking – they were explaining like you can get attribute points and apply them in things like strength and ability. Like at, yeah. <laughs> at some point, they were, they were describing what an RPG Here's is. how an RPG works. So yeah, and the, then the, the rest was all story explanations, which it's – I hate just giving story dumps to people on a podcast because like what does that mean? That my impression has been written. Yeah. I just need to get proof. It will be up on the site like Monday I, at the I, latest. I don't even think it belongs in an impression necessarily. It's like just nobody no, cares about the story yet. Like is the game good no, 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 and then no, I'll play it. it and then I'll enjoy the story. I gave you the premise. Yeah. Believe me, I, I, I gave people the premise and the premise I think will sell a few people. All right, cool. So I found out why Kingdom Come Deliverance has 35,000 views. Because um, they linked it on their Facebook they page. They linked and... it on their main page. Yeah, KingdomComeRPG.com were the top link on their page. <laughs> Yeah, they, I, I love I love these kind of collaborations with smaller developers because they're like, hey, we if you want to do this for us, go for it, dude. And it, yeah. it benefits everybody. I mean, yeah, yeah, we yeah. get more more no, people know cool. who that's we cool. are now yep. and more people know who they are now. Yeah. Um, all right. So Zach and Ed went to see Zodiac. Uh, I don't think we have. I don't know anything about that. All I, right. So I wish that. I could ask them. And did, they, did they eat? Was the food good at least? <laughs> yeah, it was an offsite party thing. So I don't, I don't I hope that was. I think they yeah, came back they and fed. ate. Their, well, I know they came back and ate at one of the restaurants by their hotel, so maybe not. Um, oh. T-Mobile, what happened there? Oh, that was Torchlight Mobile. Oh, okay. It said T-Mobile, so I didn't know what. Oh, I just wrote that quick. Oh, because <laughs> I, thought, I thought you met with T-Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my service has been really crappy lately. All right. I, 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 I'll be honest. I'll be the first to admit. When I found out that Tor- I was 
when at first we started like, oh, we're going to see Torchlight Mobile. And like, and then I heard, oh, free-to-play made by Fideen, which is a Chinese MMO, free-to-play MMO mobile company. I was like, oh, God. I was dreading it. Um, unfortunately, I didn't go to the entire appointment because I, had, I was at the train station and I realized, oh, my God, my badge is at home. So I had to turn around and go home and get my badge. So I, didn't, I, I made it to the appointment like 15 minutes late. And I only got to – I barely – I got to see over Zach. Thankfully, Zach was there to cover it for me. So he's going to have like the definitive impression. I have a smaller one based on my short experience. And I don't know the entire monetization system at this point, but it seems pretty um, – uh, Eric Schaefer, is that his name? Yeah. Eric Schaefer? It should be Eric Schaefer and Tim Schaefer. So – no, not no, Tim no, no. Schaefer. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the, the Schaefer bros, right? No, it must it. not be Schaefer. Um, but the, shoot. Okay, one of the main guys. What is going on? on? <laughs> Something's breaking. One of the main that's guys. My, that's, yeah. that's my dinner being ready, so I'm oh, gonna head okay. off. Oh right, it's no, like, Chris! It's nine o'clock. No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's All right, thank you, Alice. Yeah. Yeah. It is Schaefer, right. but it's Max and Max Schaefer. And... There you go. Thank you, Matt Max. So he was there, and, and he, I think his he was brother like, left the company and went somewhere yes, else. But, <laughs> he was still there and he was like being like representing the game and I can say from what I've seen, like they did it. That this is Torchlight on a tablet. I mean, I played it in a little iPad mini, which seems like the perfect size because it's like a dual joystick. Um right, standard I'm... controls, controlled left yeah, side of the screen. No, 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 standard controls. What does that mean? So how did how do you uh, control it? I was literally describing the standard controls when you interrupted me. Oh. <laughs> So, you know, floating analog stick on the left side of the screen and your abilities are on the right side. It's like a big button to attack and a few key abilities like a, a surrounding it in little circles. So like what you'd expect from uh, virtual control sticks at this point. You know, very – you can put your thumb anywhere on the left side and it moves. Um, the UI was a little busy but it was easy to hit what you needed to do. Um, it's, it's a full town. You can go fishing. You got vendors. You can play with four people. Um it seems like it's very bite-sized, so it's you can jump into uh, a quest, into this small little randomized area. You can go through a few floors. You beat a boss. You get some loot, and you come back. Uh, I was. It looks like it really does look like Torchlight. It sort of plays like Torchlight. We'll have to wait and see if what the now, final. Why is it Torchlight, mm-hmm. not Torchlight Two? I'm just saying Torchlight. Period. Like the series looks like Torchlight. No. Oh, wait. So is it a new game? Yes, this is Torchlight, a brand new game, Torchlight oh. Mobile. Oh, I thought they were the, porting one. Oh, okay. No, 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 brand new game. There's no, the only instead of making the MMO, they're making a damn phone game. So Anne is happy. <laughs> yeah, you so, can feel the, the, the excitement in my voice. <laughs> Anna, the, the MMO is not happening. Sorry, Nike. Manny. So what is the, returning- <laughs> the only returning class is what? The engineer and everything else, and there's like uh, four of the new classes, I think. Okay. And my panda, and I had a panda pet as a companion. No. Um, it looks it looks fine. I mean, uh, uh, what Max Schaefer said was like, "This is like the next step on them moving towards an MMO because this one's <laughs> going to be." Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh, except I just that just sounds like they're throwing a bone out at that point. Like, it, I, I think the bone is being thrown out to Paradox, who invested in them. Yeah, you think? All right. Because Wait, they're not paradox. Not paradox. I think no. you mean um, 
Perfect, perfect World. Perfect World. world. Yeah, yeah, Perfect World. Yes, World. Because I think Perfect World bought them with knowing that they're like, oh, you're going to make an MO, eventually we'll support you, we can do this. And then they never got around to it. So it's like, well, how about a free-to-play? How about a phone one? <laughs> uh, there's some other Chinese company there that has like some sort of big MMO in China that they're bringing to phones. and that's what they're... Wushu? No, well, that that's Snail Games doing that. Um, this was... Uh, <laughs> We love gods or something like that. I don't know what it was. It was it was right by the Natsume booth. Oh, um, realm of gods. I know they 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 had a big screen that said we our fans call us the Chinese for the Chinese Blizzard, and then they had a big Blizzard logo <laughs> on their screen at that point, which is like that's not legal. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, Chinese fans called Blizzard Blizzard. Yeah, because they're in China. <laughs> our fans call us the Chinese Blizzard. Okay, great. And they just called Blizzard Blizzard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Nisa was next, right? Or was there more T-Mobile? I didn't do any of the Japan ones. Okay. So I went to Nisa and we saw um, some weird game where they were flying around and I kind of have already forgotten the name of it because it wasn't really an RPG. Um, uh, you guys should have just skipped that. You guys got no time for that. That's okay. We got footage of it, I guess. Uh, anyway. Oh, Medea. Rodia, yeah. I, I'm not sure if that was an RPG or not. Medea? No. Rodia. Okay. R-O-D-E-A. Anyway, so yeah, after that, I know we got footage of this. Or, or did they not allow? I hope that, yeah. I know we got Relics footage of this. Relics of Gods. All right. Oh, is that your Chinese MMO? Okay. Yeah. All right. iOS, Android, PC, Mac, MOBA. The game we care about from NIS was Disgaea 5, and Yay! so we got a big video demo of that. Um, that'll be coming up soon. Uh, I don't have a write-up because I just, you know, you can just watch everything I experience because I saw that saves me a little bit of time. Um, the uh, Disgaea 5 thing looked great. It looks fantastic. Um, it it was playing like it was in Japanese, and the lady at some point's like, "Have I? Do you read Japanese? Because you look like you understand everything going on here." It's like, no, I've just played enough Disgaea games to know kind of where everything is on the menus. <laughs> so Chris, I just why don't figured you speak it out. Japanese at this point. I, apparently, you should just play enough Disgaea and you will. That's, All right, Disgaea Five to... teaches you Japanese. That's the biggest. It could feature. be a fun project for you, Nana. Learn some Japanese. Uh, you, you know what? That takes a lot of time and commitment. Nah, Having nah, tried it, it multiple times, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the the Skya Five looks great. Um, it, the, they added some classes. We talked about it on the video. They added. <laughs> I don't remember the names right now. Uh, they're showing off uh, cool team attacks that they had with people. They they looked better animated, more interesting than they have in the past. Um, the whole game story has a lot to do with revenge, um, and so every time somebody who a teammate is friends with gets hurt. Um, well, maybe just on your uh, any teammate gets hurt because it seemed I couldn't figure out the pattern. Um, one of your characters will say "revenge" and it'll stop have a big R show up over their head, and it boosts all their stats, and they can do revenge attacks. And um, certain characters, the story characters, have like um, if they get their revenge meter full enough, they'll have like super duper special attacks. So, like one of the guys could grow into this giant character that takes up four spaces and just pounds people in the ground and his attack animations kind of change where he's just over the top and pounding people with his, his elbow. And that was smashing across four or five spaces. It was great. Um, it looks cool. And, um, that's all I can tell you was just how the, the battle played because we didn't, you know, I couldn't understand the story or anything. So, um, but I played through a whole map. It played like Disgaea. It looked prettier. It had new animations. It's like, yeah, I want to play this. And 
Uh, you can watch the whole demo up on our YouTube when it gets up there. And yeah, that's Disgaea. Uh, after that, we did uh, Xseed. We had a bunch of games over at Xseed. Um, gosh, now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, I think there were two key RPGs. One was Popolacqua, uh, yeah. which we have footage going up of Popolacqua, which is a uh, you know kind of a hard. Well, it's 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 Popolacqua's story. What's it called? It's the uh, return to Popolacqua, a story of seasons fairy tale. Okay, so it's it's a cross between story of seasons, aka Bokujo Monogatari, and Popolacqua. And I and I think that the Officially, they're calling it Poplar Croix, and it's like that half of the name is Italian and half of the name is French. I don't know what's going on with that. Anyway, you can so, just say Popo. Popo. That's what I do. Okay, could just call it Popo. Yeah. So there, this is a the series formerly known as Harvest Moon game crossed with Popular Croix. Yeah. It's Bocaccio Monogatari and Popular Croix. Yeah. Uh huh. And Croix. so, uh huh. Whatever. Never... So there's a little bit of farming and a lot of RPG and. It's... Yeah, I mean, this game is a Popular Croix game. It's mostly. It's yeah. like ninety five percent Popo and like five percent Bokumono. Yeah. So it is like a Popo RPG through and through. It has romantic events and farming. And both of those parts actually play a fairly big role in the game. Hey, now you're in the But mic. if people go into this expecting a Story of Seasons game, they're going to be very, very disappointed. Yeah, the farming is a very small piece, and they told me that. So The um, cool thing is, is that um, most Popolico games kind of just end, like most RPGs end. Um, and this one, because of the Bokumono aspects, you can just keep playing afterwards. Cool. So if you really like the farming... So you can um, that that demo will be up on the YouTube soon. Uh, additionally, I like ran over there before the show started on Thursday, so I could give Tom a big hug because I oh, really want to play this. Nice. <laughs> uh, additionally, they were showing oh, a little game called Trails of Tales of what's it called Trails of Cold Steel, um, which Brittany at Xseed gave us a wonderful walkthrough and demo of, and the explanation of the the Legend of Heroes story arcs for the Trails of etc games and so this is the first of two games in the set that are games six and seven in the series of trails of whatever games so we've already got trails in the sky one we're getting trails in the sky second chapter later this summer and then we'll so, be getting trails of cold so steel later one, this year or so we've had one early next year yeah uh five five and a half six and seven are coming no and yeah, isn't no, that the way that no, works? No, no? Four, we're, five, we're, we're getting. We got one. We're gonna get two. Okay. We're skipping three, four, and five. Right. And we're gonna and get we're six and seven. seven. But the nice thing is, with three, four, and five are PC games. Three is a standalone thing. Four and five are tied together. Yeah. None of, yeah. Well, whatever PC or not, but they're not coming for now. So. Well, no, it's they actually. Did you read the developer blog that they had had yeah. on this? No. Basically, well, this is why they're doing these. Yeah. Yeah, this is why they're doing it out of order. First. Because they're on platforms that are expiring. Oh, okay. Whereas the interim games aren't necessary to play first, and they're available on PC, which isn't really expiring anytime soon. Got it. That's fair. Okay. So. uh, (laughs) We got to drive people insane on Twitter because when I went over there, Brittany and I exchanged plushies. There's like this picture of like the Story of Seasons rabbit cuddling with the Lost Valley dog. 
And on the XE Twitter, it says, Exceed X Natsume for life. Aww. He was cute. Peace in the farming times. All right. So, uh, Trails of Cold Steel played really well. Um, it, I, do I remember enough of the demo right now to tell you? I know we got it all on film, so we'll be able to just watch it. But um, I, I just remember running around, really enjoying the battle system, it not being anything. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is the one that had... I was just really overpowered for that entire demo is what it was. And so I, I was able to run through. You, your magic attacks are cool, and you have these giant ultra attacks that you can... So this has like a Grandia-style timeline of when your attacks are going to kick off, right? Um, so yeah. It looks quite similar to how the Chairs in the Sky battle system works, but I'm guessing with like a bunch of improvements. Okay. So I haven't played Trails in the Sky yet because I was waiting for the second one to come out. That's my excuse now. Um, so the, 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 and any time in that ter- turn order, if your your CP gauge is full, you can just hold down a direction uh, on the D-pad and press a button, and you will interrupt with this mega ultra attack. So at any point, you can just launch these giant attacks, assuming your meter's full. You can launch these giant attacks that, that, that help out all over the thing. And there's links between the characters that you can kind of assign on the fly. And characters who are linked, if they're next to each other in the battlefield, when one attacks, you can press X and have the other person assist them in an attack and just kind of just wreck things, man. And so okay, that's cool. That, yeah, that, that's, that's not in oh, okay. the Sky. All right, cool. So yeah, all these links are cool. Go watch the demo; it looks great. Um, that was basically XE because the rest was uh, Senran Kagura and some other stuff that uh, we didn't film because we just didn't have time. Um, and versus Evil Manny, we did that together, right? Ah, uh, sort of. You had to run for Destiny. I did. So you could probably tell me better the, about a uh, Banner Saga Banner two because I didn't actually play it. So Banner Saga two is more Banner Saga. Um, and really, that's all I can tell you at this point. Because more dynamic battles, I remember. Uh, yeah, there, we there have was, a full. Yeah, we have a full video going up of that. Lead art director and uh, one of the marketing people talked to us about the game, mm-hmm. and that um, more dynamic battles, uh, nicer animations, more choices along the way. Just and, you know, bigger, better, more badass. And the game's gonna still be mean as hell to you. And if people, it's the sort of game where you get achievements as certain ancillary characters survive throughout the entire game. So, yeah. Um, let's see. We have uh, else also at Versus Evil there was Kin, which is the Viking strategy game. I did not get a chance to play that. I think we got filming of that. I'm not sure. Yes. Okay. Ah. Oh, yes. K Y N. And then there was Guild of Dungeoneering, which I played. And really enjoy that is a card game roguelike thing where you run a guild and um, you have these characters in your guild and you say you're going to take one out for an adventure and then they have kind of the standalone thing where the the it, it you build the dungeon as you go along and based on where the loot is and where the monsters are the character decides where to go in the in the dungeon and then you control the battle which is all handled by a deck of cards you have these cards you kind of see what your opponent is playing and do and you play a card in response to that it was very fun to play and so i highly recommend people keep an eye on that it is not out yet it's not an early access yet but um guild of dungeoneering i know there's going to be more media coming out for that at some point so check that out wherever you can see it and hopefully we'll have some here on rp gamer uh and that was versus evil i did i went to destiny i already talked about what i did there um we went to atlas 
You um, danced. You danced. Yes, I danced with Teddy. I did that on like the set, the first day of the show, though. But um, that was cool. You really wanted that shirt, huh? Um, for I Anna. I really wanted that shirt. Yeah, for Anna. <laughs> I didn't need it. But I like making a fool of myself in dance contests. I have a tradition of that now. Um, so I went and did that and made a fool of myself on YouTube you can, or on, on Twitter. And you can watch that video. I'm going to put up a better quality version of it because you couldn't see my fat enough on the one I uploaded. Um, so let's see. You, you got to get an Apple Watch. Yeah, I know. Uh, as I sit here eating pizza. So Atlas Booth Tour, we went around. We played a few different things. I played um, Dungeon Travelers 2 which is a very, um, it's one of those, it's one of the, so it's a dungeon crawler, except the monster designs kind of make you feel dirty because they're all very mostly naked women. Um, so I don't know what's up with that. I thought Um, it was beyond just naked women. It was like, like young look like young looking girls, like bending over their panties Yeah, or like seductively bathing. That happened in a cut scene where your two friends kind of fell on top of each other. And so you just have this upskirt shot of this girl in her panties. Yeah. It was, yeah, it, no, it, 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 yeah, it's in that, it's in that, um, Akaba Strip, Sunran Kagura, like, uh, is this really okay sort of category? Um, it, it's, I, I heard that someone mentioned that, like, these games, it's like the equivalent, the gaming equivalent of the boob mug. I yeah. mean, if you want to drink your coffee out of a boob mug, that's fine, but don't it, expect me to take it too Which is unfortunate because I actually like the way the game played. That's what bugs, bums me out about this is like you moved around this dungeon map super fast and I really enjoyed that. And I, and the battle system seemed fine. And so I'm really disappointed that the, you know, that the art might be a turnoff for me because that means I might not be able to enjoy this game. that looks pretty good. So hey, that's totally fine. Like I always say, if you don't want to eat a McDonald's because you don't like the color scheme or you think their head chairs are too hard, that's totally fine, dude. Yeah. But that it's, means I miss out on the Big Mac, which I do like, eh, but if you don't like the service of I that can eat McDonald's, somewhere else, you I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah, there's free market of, economy. There are plenty of games. Um, so if I don't get to enjoy this one, that's Dude, fine. But I Wendy's know. is just as fine. <laughs> Go enjoy some Wendy's or um, some Del Taco. Or maybe I'll just get over it and play this anyway. Um, so anyway, so this that's that's uh, Dungeon Travelers 2. Um, what was that? Oh, okay, anyway. The other game I played at Atlas was Lost Dimensions, which is the game, which is a strategy RPG. Just imagine, basically, the battle system is Valkyria Chronicles, um, and you're you're running around, positioning yourself, and then executing an attack on on your enemies, and it's all tactical, turn based, um, and it seems kind of a little bit difficult, but not too difficult. Um, you have to worry about keeping your guys alive and balancing and staying out out of position so you don't get flanked and have tons of counterattacks. And you want to attack other enemies from behind, of course, and all that stuff matters. Um, and then they have this weird thing: is like at the end of the map, I had to watch the screen, and there were these flashes of of sentences above characters' portraits, and I have to watch for interesting things that I, my character has a power where they can read other people's minds, essentially. So I have to watch these fragments of of thoughts come out of these people's heads and use it to try and figure out which of the people that I just partied up with may be a traitor. And it's really hard to figure that part out. And so I don't know. And then at the end, it's like, yeah, you're pretty sure one of the people who was with you was a traitor. But it didn't tell you which one. And so you had to kind of figure it out between that clue and what they showed you on the screen. And then you you eventually you get to a point where you have to vote and erase someone from existence. And uh, you got to be careful. It's random each time you play who are going to be the traitors in your group. So... Uh, that part looks really hard. 
Um, yeah, but the battle you, find, system you find fun. out how good we, you were at the end. <laughs> yeah, and because otherwise they, they betray you at the very end, and they wait until then to betray you, and so it either makes the ending a lot easier or really hard. By the way, the, the last boss in that game's name is The End, and no, it is not the Metal Gear 3 villain. So, there you go. It's actually based on the famous Door song. Oh, okay. So, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm actually quite interested in that one, so... Uh, and Legend of Legacy, I I don't know if we got... Yeah, they wouldn't let us get footage of any of these games, unfortunately. Legend of Legacy, I know Zach was playing. Well, that's fine, as long as they were upfront about it. Yeah, yeah. The Legend of Legacy, Zach was playing, so hopefully he'll have an impression of that. I didn't get to get time with that at all. So, and... Uh, was there anything else? Oh, uh, Etrian Odyssey Untold Legacy. Untold Millennium Girl 2, whatever it was. <laughs> the second one, the second Etrian Fafnir Odyssey Night. Untold. Fafnir Night, thank you. Um, they, had, they, sh- they showed some of that. You guys all know what that is. They'd like If you've been following the Etrian games, you kind of know what this one is about. It's Etrian Odyssey 2 with better graphics and a story. So, or more story. So, you know, look forward to that. <laughs> all right. And then, Manny, you and I went and saw Divinity Original... S- no. No, You didn't come did with not. me. Me and Ed went and saw... Divinity Original Sin. I was busy playing Star Wars Battlefront. And this is another great one because I don't have to do a write-up because we were able to film the entire demo. And well, the oh, game is out. So. You, well, <laughs> no, this not? is the enhanced edition. Oh, this, no, I mean, but like the, 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 it's already out in some form. Yeah, so, so. I, I got to sit down. Literally, they handed me a beer. It was the last appointment of the show, so I actually uh, took it. Tom knows how to hook up his people. Yeah, I, I love, was like, it, it was this wonderful imported Belgian beer I've never seen oh, yeah, in this yeah. country before. So th- there's your there's your um, full disclosure. I'm obviously, the Witcher people are pretty good about this too. They just yeah. like hand you a beer, and like, hey, check out the Witcher. I'm like, dude. He's like, oh, you've got good taste. This is the one you should have. I'm like, oh, thank you. Was that like, the best way to end the show for you? Or was that the best was way to end the show for so you? so good. And both Ed and I sat down. He set up his camera. He started filming. We just sat there, asked a couple of questions. They showed us all the enhancements to Original Sin. And the great place, thing about it is like, well, okay, so the console version of Divinity Original Sin is going to have co-op uh, script spl- split screen. So mm, we can good, just, good, good. you can play at the same time on the same TV. You could literally be completely across the world. Uh, uh, you're both doing your own separate adventures, and then if you want, use the pyramids to teleport back to each other, like you can in Divinity. Um, they've improved a lot of how to handle the uh, the uh, the co-op elements, and when people are doing different things or disagreeing on things. Um, so if you're in the same room and you disagree on something, they stole the the rock paper scissors and all that. Or if you're you're apart, it just doesn't matter. It just handles it fine. Um, so they've been doing a lot of improvements to that system to make it to make it support the co-op better, um, and they showed off some of the, how that's working. And what was really good though is when the guys started arguing with each other about this various things, and we just sat back and watched them play. And it's like, yeah, this is how this will go, and uh, yeah, no, yep, yeah, we'd get in an argument about how to handle that part of the quest. Yeah, so that's no, that's realistic, and you know they couldn't remember how this particular part of the quest worked, which I. Honestly, at that point, I couldn't tell if it was because their brains were addled because of all of E3 or if they were just putting on a good show. Either way, it worked. So I was pretty happy with it, and we just kind of enjoyed watching them um, be kind of goofy and go through their their quest together. And it was great because you could see, because of the split screen, they could go take one one of the things is that you can do quests in Divinity like three, four, five different ways. So they're showing two completely different ways to go around the same quest, but they're showing at the same time because they were using the split screen function. So while he's doing it the right way, I'm going to go off and do it this other way, and you could kind of see how each way progresses, and then they get to the end of the quest. And so it worked really well. 
um, and it looked great and was playing great on PlayStation 4. Unlike the Wasteland 2 port, this port looked fantastic. So I don't know, whatever that means. Um, yeah, so Divinity Original Sin, go look for that video once we get it up. And that looks really cool, um, especially if you have the opportunity to do couch co-op. I think it would be a great way to play that game. Um, yeah, so that's all I think I saw. Manny, anything else that you saw that you wanted to pop in on? All right, I'm just going to read through my list real quick. And if anything sounds – since it's getting so long in the tooth, if anything sounds interesting, stop me. Otherwise – okay, so games I played. Halo 5, Halo 5 Warzone, Harvest Moon, Lego Marvel Avengers, Need for Speed, Cuphead, like Five Seconds of Kin, Disney Infinity 3.0 Star Wars, Bedlam Street Fighter V, Arkham City, and Titan Quest on iOS. Okay, I'll mention Titan Quest. Yeah. Dot Emu, the guys who did another world port and who ported East and are porting East 2 to iOS and Android mm-hmm. are bringing uh, Titan Quest to iOS and Android smartphones and tablets. So you, you remember Titan Quest? This was like the Diablo clone that filled the gap between Diablo 2 and 3 yeah. back in 06. Yeah. So they're bringing that over. Um, it was interesting. There were two mobile action RPGs. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> it, it seemed like Titan Quest was even earlier then Torchlight Mobile was, and Torchlight Mobile played a little better. Both me and Zach were more impressed with Torchlight Mobile. <laughs> but uh, um, it, it's still early. They still have a lot of work to do. They're going to finish up the UI. They're just trying to get the game up and running and playable at this point. Don't worry about how it looks like near the end. It's it's going to be a premium price game, no apps, no net purchases. And they eat, I asked them about the Immortal Throne expansion. And they're like, um, not at launch, but they're looking into doing a patch afterwards and bringing the content in if their size size permits but no promises so yeah titan quest all right and finally i think oh i also saw some ran into a chinese developer i guess he's australian now australian developer who was uh showing us pixel starships from that kickstarter me and ed uh stopped um, just like in between some other stuff we recorded a quick little demo with him yeah, that, that should be going cool. up soon yeah so that'll be going up soon uh Apparently, like, their Kickstarter is about to end, like, in a couple of days. Uh, so that should be interesting. Um, That's pretty much everything. I saw Dragon I, Quest Heroes. I forgot to mention. Oh, did you? And played it, right? I played it. I played through both parts of the demo. They had a demo where you're just killing a bunch of monsters on the map. And then they had a demo where you had a boss fight. And it played really well. I, I enjoyed it. The, um, the first one was all characters I didn't recognize, and I, just because I might not be familiar with the series enough to know all the ins and outs of the various numbered games I haven't played. But uh, it, it controlled really well, and you're running around. And you, you know, it's Dynasty Warriors, so you're killing things really quickly. But you hold down the a trigger, and then you can do magic attacks, and it was all the traditional Dragon Quest magic attacks, your zaps and your and and whatnot. Um, and then I. In the sound effects, of course, were all fantastic. And then I did the boss demo, and that had like Jessica from Dragon Quest Eight and Yangus as well, and a couple other folks. Um, not from Eight, but uh, I think probably just from this game. Um, that and that was cool because um, while you're clearing out enemies, you have this giant. Um, uh, you had this giant boss marauding around the map, and you had to deal with him by walking upstairs and using these special heavy weapons to attack this ogre in the eye. And it was the only way he was weak enough to to hurt. Um, I actually failed the map, but uh, it was really fun. So um, I, that game looks good. So if if you can tolerate the the Dynasty Warrior styles gameplay, I think you will enjoy Dragon Quest Heroes. Um, that's the crust. Anyway, that's on video. We got that too. Oh, we did. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So you can go see how that plays. Um, yay. All right, because yeah, he didn't film me. He filmed uh, Zach. That must be okay. That's why I didn't know. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, and we have a video for Hartforth Alicia, but I think we're about to to. I think we need to edit that down a little bit, so that might be disappearing. Well, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Let me put it this way: it's low priority. We got more important things to do right now. Yeah. And then uh, anything else? Salt and Sanctuary. We didn't mention. Um, we got a full playthrough of salt uh, of the demo for Salt and Sanctuary up. There's a 2D side-scrolling RPG that Zach played. I don't know anything about it, so go watch the video. Uh, I plan to later. Um, and Sword Coast Legends we talked about. Uh, Tales of Zestiria. We got a gameplay demo of yeah footage of Tales of Zestiria, so you can watch that whole demo. Um, battle system demo and a story demo. Star Ocean is going up. We have I mean not Star Ocean. Uh, Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's coming. <laughs> Um, I didn't play that, so I can't. Everyone's getting the either. name of that game wrong. That's part of the problem we had. <laughs> oh man! And man, what else? I don't even know what what stories did we miss, Alex? Are there any news that we oh, missed? Oh, I don't know. All right, let's see. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, dude, it's like it is one thirty. We started at nine. I'm yeah, I'm walking through the no- news stories section here. Arno Surge Plus had some new media. Yeah, there's a bunch of media that's on the all on the E3 page. Andrea Sag started posting again as soon as the Final Fantasy VII remake was, no. was posted. No, no, that, site was that yeah. site's supposed to be dead. Yeah, it, they actually just started posting. The cause... Twitter just started going insane. I don't know if the site's back or not, but the Twitter's back. I'm going to AndreaSing dot com. No, it is not back. Okay. Just the Twitter. The Twitter's back. Yeah, <laughs> which is funny. Which creeped the hell out of everybody because it took the Final Fantasy VII remake for it to come back. Oh, that's kind of the most unrealistic... That's kind of the sort of thing that would, you know... If Eris is coming back from the dead, that's how it's happening. You know, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. All right. So, uh, that's... Uh, new Y2K trailer? I don't know what Y2K is. Um, that it's an weird. indie game. That's all, all right. I remember. Uh, near. We talked about that. Talked about that. Uh Aider from Devolver Digital, EYTR, was apparently announced. It's an action RPG from Anime Entertainment. So, yeah, that's one of the Devolver things that they showed during the Sony presentation. Okay. Um, briefly. Briefly, yeah. <laughs> Guns. Yes. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Talked about that. Are we covering Horizon? Yeah, yeah it's, it is an action RPG. It is legit. Oh, I, I didn't know that. That was the first thing I told you like two hours ago. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't understand that. I I thought you're the, like, during you the demo. They it. clearly said we are building an open world third person action RPG. Your character levels, your the the, oh, mo- the mobs you late fevel. There's a but a this is like look. in the in the vein of like a Skyrim or a Fallout. Then no, uh, um, a third person variant on that. Like maybe more Witcher. Nah, like. Kind of witchery. Fallout third person? No. Well, it not, can be. Not really. Okay. <laughs> not really. Not really. All right. Never mind then. Sorry. How dare I say such a thing? All right. And the combat is like like the combat's more monster huntery than it is in you know it's very dynamic. Uh, lots of tells for these bigger monsters. You you attack with different arrows or abilities in different spots and weak points to bring them down. So it's like it's like Monster Hunter with you know a leveling system and uh, a diverse economy. So there's stuff going on there for sure. 
and is like straight up 100% an RPG. And even the division, we still got to cover division because Ubisoft says this is an RPG. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> Until they finally admit it isn't. Um, no. All right. So Stella Glow got a date during the show. Stella Glow is coming out this holiday season. Um, how does this work? <laughs> what is this? Stella Glow features song magic, English audio, and 20 plus songs in the original Japanese audio. Oh, we're what doing non-E3 news that came out in the middle of E3 now? That's ne- that's E3 news. Okay. They announced it during E3. It's E3 news. Okay. How's that not? Are you going to talk about the Lost Valley stuff? Yeah. Okay. What is it? Uh, <laughs> we didn't cover it, so you tell me. <laughs> we had an, the Infinigon Games announced uh, Zenith, which is an action RPG for Xbox <laughs> One. That's all I know. Can I go now? Yeah, you can. No, let's see. Uh, Lost Infinity Valley thing. Let my people go. Oh, you got a patch. No. The Lost Valley got DLC. Yes. That's what. But it's, <laughs> it's delivered in a patch. No. If it Really? Yeah, there's a difference between a DLC and a patch. The same thing. No. It's a new version of the game that has more content. What? No. You have to download a patch to get the DLC, don't you? No. You have to download the DLC, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Does it replace the original executable? No. Are you sure? Yeah. All right, fine then. It's DLC for your Hot Lost Valley. You're somehow. an asshole. I because I don't believe you, but whatever. How's it's it? It's also work? now out in Europe. Huh? It's also out now yes. out in Europe. There was like so much Harvest Moon news in the last week. Well, then tell me what uh, it was. Friends of Mineral Town came out on the Wii U, and we announced more Friends of Mineral Town is coming out on the Wii U. Uh, the Harvest Moon: The Lost Valley got a new Bachelor Luke and a new Bachelorette Andrea, and each of them come with new outfits for the opposite gender. So Andrea comes with male outfits, Luke comes with girl outfits, because we figured that made the most sense. Uh, the game launched in Europe, and surprise, it has the first two DLC packs for free available now. Oh yeah, and Harvest Moon: The Lost Valley themes came out in Europe. Is the Lost Valley DLC free? No. Oh, how much is it? Dollar forty nine each. Okay then. I know it's very expensive. That's a lot. And I, and I understand that some people may be hesitant because of the price point. No, I'm hesitant because the game's a piece of shit. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> what do you want from me? Yeah, yeah, blah blah. I might do it anyway just to support my loving wife. <sighs> Does it make the game good? Anyway, so... I don't know. Was there someone... uh, Were you interested in any of the girls? If not, then yeah. Andrea's kind of awesome. Oh. I prefer to get... I want to date the one in the game that looks like your hairstyle. Um... Oh, Manny's falling asleep. So, what else (laughs) we got for news out of E3? I don't even know. We we may have to do a little bit of a catch-up next week. Oh my god, yes, please. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i yes, i mean we we have been going for more than four hours no yeah All right. yes dude i just told you <laughs> you keep forgetting because it's so long oh what this is, is a podcast that never ends oh my gosh e3 2015 that's a wrap folks yes, stay tuned on and on my friends for more e3 coverage and stuff that we're back filling into the site over the course of the next week um, we've got more impressions, more videos, um, 
I'll throw goofy pictures of myself doing dumb things on Twitter or something. I don't. Or, oh, right. I have some started videos. casting it, not knowing what it was. There's some videos of Nintendo uh, amiibos you got to see because they look pretty. Um, and with that, if you'd like to leave feedback for the show, it's podcaststarpingamer.com is the email address. Email us your biggest thoughts about E3. What were you so excited about? Um, and uh, additionally, you can leave a voicemail if you just want to scream into the phone about Final Fantasy VII. I hope I get at least a couple calls like that. 608 608-729-4098. 608-729-4098. 608-729-4098. That's for the people listening on double speed. Um, you can uh, leave your voicemails there, and we'll play them right here on the show. And if that's not good enough for you, on forums.rpgma.com is our message board site. You can go there and leave your impressions in the show thread. And with that, we are going to see you next week. We stream every week, 9, 9 a.m. Pacific, live, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. I can go to Chris bed. And Chris continues recording it forever just because... This is RPG Cast. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for a great E3, everybody, on the site at home. And we'll see you next week. Oh, it's finally over. Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye. Bloopers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to App- Apple G Cast, <laughs> where we discuss and debate the difference between Apple and Google in this modern, <laughs> in the Please modern context. Kill me. <laughs> so uh, this week we'll be comparing Google I/O to no. WWDC and Let's see how they both the moved or didn't move the needle in the way we were expecting. We have developer <laughs> and, and investor relations guru Chris <laughs> here today. Hey, Chris, how you doing? <laughs> Manny has an Apple Watch and he hid it from me because Chris has a big mouth and tells everybody my business. And literally the first thing he did as soon as he saw it was tweet out to the world, Emmanuel has an Apple Watch. And he was hiding it from me. See?